Stranger Things listeners, welcome to another episode of Cathode Raycast. It is 7.34 on a Monday evening. I'm your host, Bernadette Gorman, and I'm joined with today by... Diana Jamiro, Robert Anderson, and PM, just so people know. Sure, yeah. sure. Just, you know, set the mood. <laughs> oh, oh, PM. seven. 7.34 p.m. 7.34 p.m. You would not get me on a podcast at 7.34 a.m. Hey. There's no fucking way on planet. What if we were still, drink- <laughs> what if we were still drinking like we are? I know. I was going to say, if I was yeah. this drunk on a 7.34 a.m., that'd be a different story. Yeah. Be a, see, that might be a funner episode. <laughs> on my okay. way to work. If we pull, if we pull <laughs> an all-nighter <laughs> and More record fun. a podcast at 7.34 a.m., I will produce for you the strangest material <laughs> we have supplied so far on Storage Screen Presents. I'm Jack Kolodzinski. <laughs> It'd be fun to do like a lock in. Remember those from like yeah. middle school era lock ins? Maybe one day we, we could do like a 24 hour podcast. Yeah, thing. Have, have you listened the to the Batman v Superman podcast? It was a lock in. They wouldn't let me leave. We just change it a little Fair. bit to the chair. The chair can move, but it'd be hard to walk in. They anywhere. locked the door from the outside. It wasn't cool. Free for all. We gave you a DiGiorno. <laughs> I will mm. say, listeners, that. That was just as Oh, my bad. Gearing up for this podcast, I was so excited to use that joke with Eleven learning time by just saying the numbers. Oh, yeah. That I got uh, very excited to say. Seven, Whatever time. One, five. Right. <laughs> we were starting this podcast. We're not good fans. Oh, we, that totally went over our we heads. Shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't be on this episode, I think. <laughs> well, you didn't live with Hopper for like 360 whatever days. No, only for uh, a week. Without being able to leave. <laughs> Watching his sweet dance moves. Pretty good dancer. He's a good dad. He's a good he's dad. dad. He's a good he's, dad. Um, we'll get into it. <laughs> he's a good surrogate father. <laughs> so I think uh, everyone should probably be on the same page. Uh, Stranger Things 2, not Sa- Stranger Things the second season, which I really like that they established it from the get-go as like a sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Long-form film, almost, yeah. broken into episodes. Definitely. Stranger Things 2 is the sequel to Stranger Things 1. We come in roughly a year, almost a full year, after the events from season 1 take place. And we see all these different characters really evolve. This was the time for them to really grow into who they are going to be after getting back together and kind of forced to encounter this other thing that's coming at them. So general feelings across the table. Everyone I think here was like very thumbs up. Oh yeah. On this. Maybe more so or less though? Yeah. I mean do you want to do like a round table kinda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh go go for it, Jack. I, I liked it. Yeah. I definitely liked it. Um I definitely I think I have some criticisms of it because uh-huh. of how much I like it in general. But That's fair. generally like yeah. it, it is it's fun. Those kids are wildly talented. Definitely, yes. Um, as a genre piece, it's really good. I still like the music. A lot of the holders from season one that I liked. I like that we got to see a lot more Will this season. Me too. Yeah, um, for sure. Because no you didn't really get nap. really pretty much any Will during season one. It's pretty much and MIA. He yeah. is, right. that, that kid is just as talented as the rest of the crew. Maybe more um, so. I think he's probably the most talented out of the bunch. He's the yeah. youngest, really? too. He's, he's like he's 12, and they're all 14. Yeah. And he's, he's very, very rock good. star this season, for he sure. He really is, yeah. yeah. And I think they took time. They did well by not needing to introduce these characters in the yes. season and taking that as an advantage to developing everyone on their own fronts. 
Um, yeah. Some more than others. I think that's maybe where some of my criticisms sure. come. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I think they have a lot of cool ideas about why certain characters are acting the way they are this right. season. I uh, don't know if they earn all of those 100%, and that's also where my criticism comes in. But generally, yeah, I did like this season a lot. I mean, the show's just fun. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's, uh, it's a good time. It's fun and to it's, see it. I, I, they did really well episode to episode uh, to give you just enough, if not a lot, of a cliffhanger to just be like, well... I'll just watch the next one. And Netflix yeah. now is only like... Uh, I, Netflix used to be like 30 to 60 seconds. Maybe I'm remembering this wrong. But between episodes, when you're watching a TV series, would yeah. they give you like 30 to 60 seconds to decide like, okay, am I going to pause this? Or am I going to like keep going? keep going? No, it like now full like speed ahead. Five, five, seconds. five yeah. seconds. It's like skip intro? Yeah, yeah, we're doing yeah, this. Fucking, let's go. And you're like, Come on, whoa, next. whoa. <laughs> Slow your roll. Yeah. Yeah. But you get a like tummy it. ache by the end of like you're watching Definitely. the whole season. It's like I just ate so much. Sam, things. fucking nosebleed. <laughs> Robbie, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, probably a similar sentiment. Uh, I did enjoy the season. Um, I think it struggles with some pacing issues because why? I think it's a very good idea to to deal with kind of the fallout and the PTSD that comes with what happens to these kids in season one. I think. Uh, it slogs a little bit in those first few episodes. I could see that. Because some of the kids are on different wavelengths from yeah. other kids. And you're, you're doing, like, kind of a lot of catch-up, you know? And we definitely should talk yeah. about that more, because I'd be interested what you think is yeah, wrong for sure. or lacking. You know, it just, I just think some things sure. are kind of slogging, yeah. and then and then once we get to, like, the real meat and, like, the engine starts churning of what season two is actually about, then I'm, like, all on board, except for... I do think episode seven, which yeah. is going to be, I think, it's, probably a big part of the discussion today. Right. That's we'll the standalone, the last yeah. sister episode? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's the takeaway from the yeah, storyline. Yeah, um, Which I, I think is easy to find fault with because it's taking away from the storyline. Yeah. But, but I, there's I definitely, definitely things that, I think yeah. we, we'll get into it for sure. Yeah, I, right. I think it's another, it's another issue with pacing that I have. Um, but, uh, yeah, otherwise, you know... It's, it's, it is still really great. Like, you know, the music, ambiance, it has like a period piece. It's all really fun and all really works. And, um, you know, I, I think some characters grow more than others in this season. Um, I think some of the newer additions to the cast, while they're fun, I don't really always understand why they're there. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah. Right. We should definitely talk about new characters. Yeah, we'll get yeah. into that too. And, uh, but like, you know, my, what makes me excited though, and kind of my big takeaway is like, Stranger Things 1 seems like a contained, like, didn't have to go. And we talked about this during the podcast. Yeah, it, it could have ended. Could have just ended. Whereas right. this is like, no, we're going to do at least a three. Yeah. You know? And, like, I think that's a lot of, the, you know, the problems I think happen with season two or uh, part two is that they have to deal with the fallout of part one and then they're they're setting things up. Right. So we're kind of in... um. Uh, almost like at times disjointed part two, but it still really rocks. Feels a little for the yeah. most part, a little you know? dark middle chapter. Yeah, for Definitely. sure. Definitely. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. And but just, that's just hearing yeah. what you say about it. It, I, I think it's important to like note up front. I think we're gonna come across during this podcast is really critical of this season. We all enjoyed but it's it only yeah. because we like it so much. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Definitely. Like yeah. for something I don't like, I'm just gonna not really bother with being critical about it right for something i really enjoy i'm gonna try to like really get yeah. in dig in there and, and yeah. kind of kind of understand like 
what I think mm. doesn't work as well. And I did enjoy season two, and I think like the last two episodes of it are some of the best moments on TV I've seen all year. They're yeah. fun. Interesting. Yeah. They're fun. Cool. They're exciting. Yeah. Um, I would say first impression was that I didn't immediately love it more than the first season. I was still like, well, that was pretty good. I still liked the first season better. <clears throat> but then when I took more time to think it over, I definitely, the story was a little tighter for sure. Mm -hmm. um, overall, I, I loved having more Will because he wasn't in the first season and I thought it was really interesting to have kind of his reaction and storyline that we'll get into, like the idea of him kind of being possessed and, mm -hmm. and dealing with the mind flare and all that. I, I liked that aspect it's of really it. Like exorcism kind of yeah. vibe going on. Yeah. His, like, yeah. his like emotional range for like a preteen playing that kid, pretty awesome. All so, the praise for that kid. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. really good. I think he's going to go really far. Um, but yeah, no, definitely there, there are things that are a little weaker for sure that I'm sure we're going to get into. I, right. I kind of, I understand the idea for new characters and to bring in new storylines, but I didn't love the new characters. I didn't think they added that much to it. Like I kind oh, of yeah. understood the motivation. I think I, I might be on the opposite end of no, that I mean, that's, discussion. But I think that's good. That's That'll exciting. Be good. Yeah. That'll be good yeah. to talk about. Cause I mean, I like the ideas of them coming into play with the plot. But mm -hmm. I don't know if they worked out as well as I thought they would, That's knowing that there was going to be a couple of new characters. Sure. So, I think yeah. it's generally like my high level problem with the entire series is mm. like a lot of good ideas that I don't think they like quite nail. Like, okay. Sure. Like, yeah. Pull together there, as well. There's also so many goddamn references in season two, <laughs> like compared to season oh, yeah. one. Yeah. That it like it's like head spinning, so you can do like your first take of enjoying it just on the purely plot level and then being like oh they're referencing this oh this shot looks like this oh this and then you kind of yeah. like go back and really pick it apart which mm -hmm. we can or can't we can oh, do absolutely. whatever but yeah definitely yeah i think overall stranger things 2 for me is more cinematically compelling okay. and more like storyboard compelling like i understand their journey from episode one i can see that to episode nine i think it's better constructed definitely but and this might be an unpopular opinion. I think the writing is a little lackluster in certain episodes. Some I, of the writing is like sure. way better than first season Stranger Things. But, there's but some of it yeah. is not that great, which I was a little disappointed to see. I think the acting is still 100%. I yeah. think the acting is there. I think some characters, not a lot on when the they're having conversations, like characters you may never have seen isolated from season one, and they're like... Like, one that comes to mind, and, and we can get into it later, but, Yeah, like, I'd be interested to hear what you guys think. Like, Lucas yeah. and the, uh, what's the name of the red-headed girl? The Max. Max. When they're, yeah. like, some of their interactions, I don't love all of them. Mm -hmm. And, like, when... Oh, I think when, see, I kind yeah. of don't mind them once they're one-on-one, -on -one and oh, they're okay. having their real talk, but I don't know about... The group dynamic kind yeah, of... Yeah, I don't, I don't see why they find it so compelling to have her be added to the friend group, but, yeah. Yeah. Their party, which yeah, I know party. I didn't grow up in the 80s, but every time they said the word our party, it kind of took me out of it. I was like, do people really call oh, groups I like, parties? Well, no, well, it's, well, it's very much Dungeons and Dragons, 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 Dragons thing, yeah. which I, I never played Dungeons and Dragons, but like it's, my cousins and I would play like Star Wars version of role play of that. It's, still, in a lot it's of pretty video, much like that. Yeah. A lot of video yeah. games too. Like if yeah. you play any Final Fantasy game, they refer to like Parties. your group as a party. Right. Well, that's, that's out of my wheelhouse. And Plus, that's from Dungeons and Dragons. That's yeah, because gotcha. every RPG is basically Dungeons I know we talked about this before. Like I really love Freaks and Geeks and like there's very much like 
like that final episode where same deal they're playing oh, Dungeons yeah. and Dragons with like the older kid played by yep. James Franco and it's the same thing so absolutely yeah yeah uh when it, we're talking about new additions let's get into that right off the bat because I feel like that's a huge talking point yeah, for yeah, sure. this new season Oof. and I also think it's very strange to have because the first time I was watching it and the second time I was watching the second episode it's like, all right, Cara Buono. Who's Cara Buono? Why is she, oh, like, top-billed? And, yeah, yeah, it's Mrs. Wheeler, which I thought was very odd that they added yeah. her name into hot the opening Hot mom. Yeah. yeah, she's hot mom, I guess. And I guess she had more lines this time. She Has she been in season. other things that we don't necessarily know? She's been know in another that. Stranger Thing. I know that. It's the first season. True. Oh. <laughs> True. <laughs> Mike's other mom. Yeah. Other yeah. things. <laughs> but amid, like, new names, like Sadie Sink playing Max. Okay. And Dater Montgomery playing Billy, and then you have Paul Reiser in there. And I'm like, why is Cara Buono top build? Who is she? Uh, <laughs> but this is Wheeler, drinking her giant glass of wine. Every single episode. <laughs> Gotta have that hot mom in there. That's like I, I actually really enjoyed that, that, was my, that exchange, my though. Scenes. Like, that's probably one of the funniest scenes, is having that interaction between her and Billy opening the door. So I kind of hope they take that and run with it next season. Yeah, that was one of my Maybe. favorite things. I mean, that would make him more likable. That would be his, like, Kind of a D-bag the rest of the time, so I'm like, might as well sleep with Mike's mom. Well, yeah, that would be the most bully thing for somebody at your school to do, is go fuck your mom. Are you serious? Oh, man. It's like, yeah, you can just beat the shit out of me, I guess. You bang my mom. I'll just let you just kick my ass. I, yeah. <laughs> I can't win. Yeah, that was one of the most interesting new additions because the Duffer twins, the Duffer brothers, wanted to bring in a human antagonist. And it's very much well. Stephen King. Exactly. Yeah, very definitely Stephen like King. a throwback to Stephen King. He, also, have, like... he reminds me of like the Terminator at times, too. Oh, shit, yeah. Especially in like the later episodes where he's just unstoppable. And he, but he's also he's going like house to house trying to like pinpoint the kids and it's like super Terminator-esque. Well, yeah. you hadn't thought about I mean, that, like, but I like that. Because you guys saw a new version of It. Yes. Because I feel like there's yeah, some parallels. It's very, it. yeah. it's very yeah. much having that bully that's not supernatural, but that still scares the shit out of you. That's just like Because his moral compass is all... Yeah, you just don't know what to expect from that kind of person. You're just like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't love his... Um, I don't know if it's too early to get into, but like his eventual don't justification... Lie. For why he's such a yeah. piece of shit. That's my problem, too. I think falls flat. You think so? Like, yeah. the abuse of dad? Well, it's like, it's just, we kind of just have seen it before, It's lazy. Like. Yeah. yeah. And they don't earn it. They just no. tell you that he has an abusive dad. And they In don't one actually, scene. Like, they don't actually, I, I agree, like, yeah. for Stranger Things, like, mm -hmm. they're playing into those 80s tropes, but yes. at the same time, they're, they're taking them on in a way that they're, they're building on them in a way that's interesting. Right. And they have them in mind. It's a little bit lampshading, but it's yeah. also at the same time like, okay, let's dig into these tropes and maybe explore these tropes a little bit of why these tropes might be motivated to be what mm. they are for yeah. this reason. And I think yeah. his character really like deserves more of a re He's rationale. entertaining for sure, but it right. just kind of falls flat. And then when you look at um, that same kind of bully archetype that you see in the new It... The, his reasoning for kind of being that way is is much more nuanced because it's not a direct kind of like reason why he's that way. But his dad's like a cop who is also kind of abusive, but is also kind of like on the right moral side of the audience. So like sure. yeah. it's much more dynamic than what we're seeing. In it's that hard with it too because there's so much more backstory with right. the literature. True. Like yeah. there's a lot more fucked upness between him and his friend mm -hmm. that was also like slightly abusive to him and. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. But even in 2017's it, like they they don't go too far into that bully's backstory. But right. you see, even in the scenes where you see Bowers, his yeah. his father sitting there in front of the TV with like a table full of beer bottles. Right. Like, okay, right. he's an alcoholic. Sure. Like, they give you it's those little little impli- like subtle implications to why this bully is the way he is. Whereas you just really get that one scene with. Billy, right? Yeah, Billy's yeah. Billy, where he's just like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of mean. And it's interesting, like, though, too, yeah. with all the, like, 80s references, though, for the Duffers, like, how many they cram in there, because, like, if you think back, like, I don't know, just, like, for one example, like, Breakfast Club, like, Emilio Estevez, he breaks down in that, and it's, like, all about how his dad doesn't think he's, like, man enough, and how he doesn't want him to be, like, pretty much yeah, be gay. Like, yeah. that's, like, a serious trope in the 80s, like, mm-hmm. in general, which I don't know if that's just, like, a cheap, like you said, like, a, like lampshading a little bit, yeah. but, to like, an easy way out. But that's definitely a theme that was, like, pretty predominant in a lot of 80s films where it was, like, you gotta be a man. Like, yeah. oh, you're sensitive, oh, you're crying, yeah. now you're a faggot. You yeah. know? Yeah, <laughs> and know, you're just sure. like, Jesus! You know? <laughs> why you gotta go there so fast? It's like, I don't know why you gotta be like that. It's yeah. Like, I, I was born this way. Yeah. <laughs> like, stepmom is cringing in the background while yeah. dad beats the shit out of you, but okay. I don't know. Maybe I brought a little bit more nuance to it then that they weren't lending, and I saw it as them giving it to me, but really I was attributing it myself You were putting the it character, there for them. Yeah, possibly. Sure. Because... When we talk about it, and you see that bully, he wants to be like at Henry, the top of his yeah. food chain, right. and he wants yeah. to make sure he's there at all costs. Survival tactic, almost. Exactly. Yeah. And here, we don't necessarily have that, but I kind of read it as like, new kid moving to town, he hates that he had to be moved here, yeah. he hates that he's responsible for this young girl now, he hates that all this pressure is being put on him, and he's also moving to a new place, and he wants to establish himself as like, head of the pack. And right. I think he's a jerk because of that. But I do think, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, he was a little he, more underdeveloped. He becomes than head of the pack instantly. He's very good at basketball. <laughs> he's, he's got super, a nice butt. He's good he's at basketball. Nice His ass is. Uh, five, I did a chef's kiss. Like, as you can <laughs> yeah. See. You do one of those on the Do it again. Well, you know, some things are perfect, and there's a lot of things. This chef's kiss is brought to you by Robert Anderson. It's a nice butt. Ooh, a nice jeans. It's a nice butt. He tried on. Tons of jeans and to his, get that look and that And butt. guess what? His stupid hair is really good, too. So. Well, it's not real, but it's good. I wish <gasps> it was real. That's an attestament to the <gasps> hair and makeup team really right there. I wish that hair was real. Mullet. <laughs> Costumes for 2018. Yeah. Hang on. Steve's hair is real, right? Steve's, Steve's hair, hair is real. is perfect. Okay, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Dude, that's that probably... Rocked, that would have rocked I mean, my world. I don't mean to jump ahead, but that's like one of my single favorite scenes of season two. His is hair is, is that, We'll get into that. Is that like breakdown between him and Dustin. We'll get into that. We gotta talk about that. There's gonna be a large section of this podcast dedicated to Steven and Dustin. I mean, that's the part of it is like, that's the character that I didn't see coming. Like, I liked him by the end of the first season, but man, the season was awesome. The relationship I did not see happening. No, and it's perfect. It's great. I'm totally, it's just fun. It's Let's big brother. on the, the new yeah. characters. Yeah. Yeah. To go back to Billy before we go off of Billy. Oh, <laughs> Billy. Oh, Let's Billy. Let's get on that Billy. Uh, I was like, I, I read before starting things, not too much, but I'll yeah. read like the little articles. Yeah. So like, he's dicey. A year in advance. And it's like, oh, this is a antagonist, like a human antagonist, true evil in a human. And I wasn't actually sold that he was like super evil. Yeah. Because he has like those still redeeming not. factors. Yeah, I'm like still not either. Coaching yeah. uh, 
Steve, like, right. you just gotta plant your feet, man. You or plant your feet. as much of a dick as he was to his sister, he's still like, I'm looking out oh, for you. Right. Even if it's, like, in a Racially weird, charged. racist, fucking way. Yeah. But, like, he, you know, it's, it's coming, is the weirdest way to say it. It's coming from a place of care, but yeah. just, like, the most misguided. Or responsibility. Right. Yeah, something like that. I could definitely right. see the redemption of Billy in season three in the same way that we got redemption of Steve. In I think season so too. Two. Yeah. I wonder I if so they'll too. choose not to because of the way that Steve was received. If that's like too easy to make him be good, he could easily yeah. just become another Steve. You, I mean, they, they could, have to do they could at least different. flesh him out. Because apparently, yeah, originally like Steve was supposed to stay like a complete awesome. dick, but yeah. then the audience liked him so much that they kind of tweaked it a little bit. I have so much to say about Steve. Yeah. I'm going to hold that until we come back. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to it. Steve, we'll to too. I can see, like, maybe some flashback going on about their life in California and maybe getting some more, like, insight there. Well, they sort maybe. of, like, they hint yeah. at the relationship that those two have at being, like, more fucked up than I think it actually turns out to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at least as far as yeah. we know. Because, like... The way that they talk to each other and the way that Billy is like, you're not actually my sister. It's like... So harsh. He's really harsh. And it seems like there's more of a history going on there about, oh, like, oh, since the last time we moved, like, there's a reason that they moved. Right. They're kind of like... I know, it was saying it's her fault. It seems like... What what did she do? They never kind of explain that. Because when you see... When you actually get to their... The house of Billy and Max, like, it is a very much, like, nuclear family, like, right. very nice suburban. It's not like they live, they're living in super poverty. Or, no, uh, or and, like, like Max any... kind of infers, like, they wanted to just have a fresh start. Well, they have, exactly. city, they have city money, you know. They have, yeah. like, L.A. money going to, like, the... Hawkins, know. Indiana. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It Why just the seems fuck like are they more... <laughs> It seems like they were alluding to more history than what they actually showed once they actually do show, like, their family life. Because right. it seemed like, aside from their the dad being kind of a dick and like right. somewhat abusive, it doesn't seem like there's that much more history, which they could elaborate on on season three. And I'd like to see that in season three. For that would sure. be nice, especially yeah. yeah. Now that they're part of the main cast, yeah, exactly. they're not going to drop them. No. Yeah. yeah. So, so what do you guys think of Little Sis then? Max, I think uh, she was almost a necessity to prompt Lucas's character to have growth, which has yeah. pluses and minuses. Yeah. I was glad that we saw Lucas grow, but I also wished maybe they could have done that without something else attributing to it. Yeah. Because he was very yeah. underdeveloped in the, the first season. The arc felt so similar to um, Mike and Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. So I was just, I was like, it's, it's, it's a paradigm shift, which is cool. The way that now you have Mike being jealous of Max... And Lucas, in a way, much like how Lucas was jealous of Eleven and Mike. So yeah. having that kind of shift happen was was super interesting to see. But it just it didn't really like do much for me because it felt so similar. Mm-hmm. And just kind of felt too familiar for me. So a lot of that stuff didn't like land. So yeah, I get your point. It was a little different this time just because I don't think any of the other guys wore... Like trying to get Eleven's affections that first time around. No, they were just more upset that... Mike's attention was, yes, you know, was elsewhere, yeah. and they and that's kept referring how... to her as the weirdo. Yeah, yeah, like permanently the whole first season. Yep. So yeah, it definitely added a different element of growing up 
for Dustin and Lucas because when you're young and your kids can't speak from the boys point of view but I can speak from the girls point of view yeah definitely yeah when you're younger like your sisters are your sisters and then you get to a certain age where you start getting interested in boys yeah and then it's like ooh okay like a crush on the same person person. Yeah. yeah it's rough definitely yeah but I liked Max I liked that introduction that first episode called Mad Max where they're trying to figure out who is this person, and yeah. it ends up being a super cute girl. I definitely like into. I liked that she wasn't just a, a traditional girl. girly girl. I liked that she was skateboarder. She was good at video games. She was better than Dustin at video games. So it was like things that were admirable to this nerdy clique that mm-hmm. they would respect. I think that's the thing. Like I, I like the new characters, sure. but like overall like what what do they kind of add to the dynamic yeah just their journey know? was essentially a repeat yeah because yeah. especially like once you get to the end of the season where you don't really need mad max to do anything because right. eleven's back it's it's almost like okay I and then thought they'd develop her a little bit more than they did that's that's kind of the thing yeah. she's just kind of there and the same thing with um billy where you know he is his adversary he's hunting them down and then once he hunts them down they kind of put a bow tie on that where she's just like, I have my independence. Don't fuck with me. And it's like, okay. And then it's over. <laughs> and so it's like, it, you yeah. know, it's not bad necessarily. Like, I like those characters, but I just kind of question, like, where it's going. And it kind of falls flat in terms of the composition of this season. I think in relation to, yeah, she's almost used as a crutch to further Lucas's story. Mm. And then I really hated that scene where... Eleven's coming back to find Mike, and she sees the scene where Mike and the Zoomer, oh, Matt Max, so she pushes, are, are she pushes the, her off her skateboard. Yeah, and I it's mean like, it's kind oh, of gosh, a 11. it's like, kind of a way to show her jealousy, jealousy. which is normal, right? It's like right. normal teenage behavior. The fact that she can actually make her fall off her skateboard is a little like fire little starter addictive. Drew Barrymore. Like <laughs> yeah. you're like, right, rain it in, kid. So it's, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I like that. So it's kind yeah. of a shame that you see her character being used to basically further For sure. the plots yeah. of these other characters. Yeah. I understood yeah. it, though. Like, I kind of saw them around, and that. it was like, oh, shit, she's gonna see them. Yeah. yeah. This isn't a good time, Eleven. Yeah. Come back yeah. later. Otherwise, like, she's great and spunky and cool. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. she's all those. I think she's a cool addition, for sure. I think, but my problem with the development of her character is kind of stemmed from maybe my problem with the season as a whole is, um, and I sort of alluded to this a little bit earlier, but more than anything, my takeaway from the season is that this is PTSD for all these characters. Season one was super traumatic for all the, the parties involved. Like every one of these kids is dealing with some shit that no one, no normal person has ever seen before. And the the entirety of season two is the fallout of that. Yeah, even the adults. Exactly. Yeah. Even, the, even, even Hopper. Hopper's and, like, and, it's yeah, not going to be the same. Exactly. No. Um, Winona Ryder's Winona character. Winona Ryder's character is yeah, also dealing totally. with some real heavy shit. Mama Joyce. And yeah. I think that's, that's <laughs> a really great theme for your season to be based on. Um, dealing, all these, these characters that you met in season one now working through the repercussions of what they dealt with in season one. Right. But in most cases, it just comes out as those characters being assholes to other people rather than actually dealing with problems. And I think the most tragic thing about Max's character is mm-hmm. that Mike is just a complete asshole to her 
at all times throughout the entire season. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a fucking dick. And he like he, he and like the idea He's that kind of a dick to everybody, emo, but more exactly. so to Max her. Max gets Emo Mike. Emo Mike. Max emo Mike. Def- definitely gets yeah. the brunt of I mean Max she does. I mean Mike is yeah. a jerk to everyone. For sure. But Max gets the brunt of that and I think that kind of stunts the her character's arc because at every turn she's she's not part of the party. That's pretty and, real, though. And it, it is real, but at if the same time... If you think about teenage boys. It is. teen boys. It is. Yeah. But if they had of spun that... I, I just... And that's this is where I was coming from, where I, I think the ideas that they're getting at with season two are really good, but I just don't think they land the execution, because I don't think they show Mike... Like, Mike is wounded in this season. And he's right. lashing out at everyone around him because he's so upset about losing Eleven mm-hmm. and and Eleven being gone. And they they have some scenes with, with Mike calling her on the radio. Right. And showing Mike, you know, obviously he is closing off the group to Max because he doesn't want a replacement to Eleven. Yeah, Halloween, like, right. complaining to exactly. Will, like, she's ruining he, the best day of the year. Exactly. Yeah, yeah totally. That Which, was harsh. It's harsh, but I mean, if you're like 12, 13, that's like a pretty legit thing to be saying to somebody. You don't think about whether or not you're hurting their feelings. You just say shit like that. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And I don't know exactly how how they could have done this better, conveyed Mm. this better, that this is coming from a place of of weakness, of Mike, of woundedness, or... It's just somehow to make it more sympathetic, because Mike really is the main character of season one. And in season two, he's he's just a jerk the whole time. He's kind of... He's so unlikable this entire season. And I think what they were intending with his character is for him to be sympathetic in the same way that Hopper, obviously, is wounded in the same way. And I think Hopper, to a lesser degree, they turned up the assholeness to 11 in some... that's a bad pun but, uh, <laughs> to 10.5 exactly yes to 10.5 to 12 I like yes um, i liked it yeah it was unintentional i promise i thought it was on purpose it was not i was gonna say was not. well done it was not i'm sorry um but I, I i think those two characters specifically were intended to be sympathetic characters and just came across in some cases in some cases with hopper but i think with mike yeah. entirely across the board they're just unlikable yeah. Well, I, it's a lot harder to have a kid actor play like that complex. Like, I don't know I if that's feel the case like because that kid is so he's good. very he good. Really good. He's great. I, I feel like he's shown quite a range, especially like coming off of it, playing Richie Tozier, playing like a completely different character yeah. than because like when I went back and rewatched some of season one, it's not like he's that happy in season one. He's no. pretty subdued. But he's yeah. way more so in season two of Stranger Things. He's just always lashing out at everybody. And yeah. He is, dude, he is lashing chill. out a lot. Yeah. I think he does spend a lot of the season being unlikable, but I think he really shines in the scenes where he doesn't have a ton of screen time at this point in the no, show. No, he doesn't. But um, when he's in the hospital with Will right. and Winona, and like he's, he's kind of like, I know what's going on. This is yeah. a problem. Like I think that's when he really shines, and he's not being right. a jerk. He's like, he. Sh- I think it... it, it shine some light on why he's being a jerk it's because he's really good in like wartime basically yeah he's he's a helper when the shit's hitting the fan he's just like i'm as good as the grown-ups in the scenario yeah if not better like and i liked those scenes between him and will 
Like those were solid. Those like, were good too. Yeah, like absolutely. Halloween night, them chilling on the couch, them having heart to hearts, and then again in the hospital, like mm-hmm. he's or him talking about like, oh, I f- I first met you on the swings, and like, yeah. Yeah. like those are the better scenes and when with he his character. Down with Totally. Yeah, finds out like, about, that is a great scene. scene. Like, Got him, chills. like, Pride. yeah, yeah, him, like, up, his yeah. voice cracking. Like, that's, like, that feels real. Like, right. getting with, upset at a grown-up, yeah. being like, I know you're trying to protect me. I should be thankful. You're a liar. You're, yeah, you're but, a liar. Well, that's the thing about Mike is I feel like, you know, there's, there's like, the tiers of characters where there's, like, the kids, the teens, the adults. Yeah. But I feel like Mike kind of transcends all the way to grown-up yeah. in a lot of scenes. And he's kind of, like, the in-between. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with, like... Uh, just to speak to like Hopper being an unlikable character, he is very like th- the way he treats Eleven is like questionable. Yeah. But like you know, I would kind of stress to any of you like, how would you have handled this weird right. supernatural daughter scenario after your daughter died? <laughs> like it's right. very yeah. understandable, right? Or yeah. thinking that the government's gonna steal yeah, her, and it's kill like her you know anyway. he literally found yeah, a bug right. in his apartment in the last season. Like he has every right to kind of like he has. All the his character has all like the blueprints of just like acting the way he does, where he's just like you just have to stay here. It's just all I know These how are to the do. Rules. You are just the, you're a very sweet girl who also has all the powers. Like I right. just you have to stay here. Also, my daughter who had none of the powers is dead, so that's a little bit on my mind too. Right. So they're, he makes sense. They're so subtle though in the reminders of those of those aspects of his character. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like the the um hair tie that he's constantly wearing. Oh yeah, wearing. around his yeah. wrist. Yeah. Around his wrist that Eleven winds up wearing yeah, in she the has. final yeah, scene. Yeah. Like that's, that's a really touching awesome, thing. Actually. And it's it's cool that it's so subtle um and that you could easily miss it cuz I missed it the first time around. I didn't right. know about it until right. I saw someone bring it up. But I think it's those kind of reminders and that the um they show some documents under the floorboards of um, alluding to Hopper being in Vietnam, yeah, which could mm-hmm. also very much influence his character. I, I, maybe it's the same way with Mike. It's, or it's the same kind of scenario, but they're so subtle with those very integral parts of those characters, right? Mm-hmm. And the motivation for those characters that I think those get overshadowed by just how much of a jerk they're being. Yeah, at points. To go back to Mike really quickly before we step off of that character. Uh, I really enjoyed seeing his transition, and I wish we would have seen Mike and Nancy together more this season because we yeah. would never see them together. They really all. weren't. I, I have a, I have a big issue with the Nancy. Oh, Nancy but, sucks. But I will say, <laughs> I would have uh, liked to have seen them interact because they went too. through the same experience. But they could have actually. They're one of the few people that could talk to somebody else about it. And besides, besides being able to talk to Dustin and Lucas, right? You know. Mike could actually talk to his sister because she knows that that shit happened. happened. Yeah. And I think... Maybe yeah. we can jump to Nancy yeah. next because I yeah. have big problems yeah. with the way that they wrote Nancy's character in Well, I season. think uh, Stranger Things 2 did a good job of showing all of the characters kind of disengaging from each other. Sure. Which is not a good thing to do when you have PTSD. Well, but, but that's, but that's like a... It's a realistic it reaction. But as a PTSD. sequel, too. like, and I, yeah. and I know we'll touch on it, but it's like, you know, we're going to talk about that episode 7 that you guys have some some faults with right, but right. like part of that is like a lot of that harkens to a lot of sequels like empire strikes back sure. like there's a lot of themes that they definitely sure. touch on that i know the duffer brothers are doing on purpose i mean terminator 2 is all terminator about what 2. happens in terminator it totally and how you deal with lucas already calls it as judgment day during yeah. their like junkyard scene yeah. Exactly. yeah but like all those things is like you have the party split up you have them go their separate ways mm-hmm. and then they come back together 
But I kind of liked seeing that juxtaposition of, like, Mike disengaging from people, Nancy disengaging from people, like, having this issue with not being able to talk to anyone. Like, they don't know how to articulate what they're going yeah. through until Nancy gets drunk. Or Nancy's Mike PTSD has to give seems up more legitimate because her friend yeah. actually died. Right, yeah. right. Well, <laughs> but, at the time, she didn't really seem to give that much of a shit about her friend being dead. Fair. But that's, that's, that's also that's a major high school trope. One. That's yeah. also yeah. a teenage girl exactly. dealing with shit. Exactly. Yeah, I could see that. But I think that uh, one of the first scenes with Mike really allows you to see what he's dealing with when his his parents tell him, like, all right, you're giving away this many boxes of toys. And you see Mike down there with the Millennium Falcon. And yeah. he's like, this is what reminds me of Eleven the most. Because this was, like, her first thing that she moved. Mm-hmm. And he was like, can I really give this up? Like, dealing with, like, actually burying a person. And Nancy's also dealing with burying a person. Right. And so I think they did it really well. Whether it didn't lend to his character as much as what we wanted to, I think it spoke really loudly to his character and what he was dealing with. He just ended up being kind of a brat because of it. Sure. But I don't know if that uh, necessarily was a bad thing. But I think he really did take a back seat in the season for sure. And I think it's totally feasible that other people could see his character and read it more sympathetically than I did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for me, yeah. the, my main just first blush with Mike, especially in this season, was just stop being such a jerk. Like, I get it, but I don't <laughs> think... I, I'm not... I don't feel sympathetic in a way yeah. that I get why you're being such a jerk. Like, I get it logistically, but I don't feel it, you know? Fair. Fair. That's a good reading. Yeah. Well, then, uh, the thing that Max was in the party uh, for Lucas... I really liked my favorite new character, Bob the Brain, Aww. for Joyce. Yeah, yeah, he was. I think my favorite addition. Oh man, going in <laughs> I to was these re- new characters. I was reading like I was trying to avoid some of them, but I was reading like all the BuzzFeed like lists of like twenty-seven things you need to remember about this, about Stranger Things, blah blah blah, and they refer to Sean Astin's character as Samwise Dad Bod, which I was like. <laughs> Yes! I don't know if... <laughs> I was like... Like, Hopper has a dad bod. Sam Wise oh, is just full Oh, man. Like, I, but, but a I, couple too many second breakfasts but, but, man, I had such love for <laughs> both. I mean, well, well you, <laughs> you see, like... You see Hopper dancing during that scene of, like, him moving Eleven into his dad's old cabin. And that's one. But then you've got, like, awesome Sean Astin on Halloween, dressed up as Dracula work in the you know just the video recorder and i was just like it. shit i love you you're justice the best for bob oh uh, yeah, barb really and bob yeah i don't even wait, we'll get into muse we'll get into dustin as a whole i love later. dustin's mom <laughs> i have a whole podcast about dustin <laughs> <laughs> dustin and steve yeah watch yeah. out for the dustin and steve podcast coming out um, <laughs> they really twisted the knife on Bob's character because like they set him up just being super lame and when you're you're first introduced to Bob you're like okay why is Winona Ryder not with Hopper right now what the fuck is going on those two were totally should have been together in the same way that Nancy did you think that did you all think that honestly because I I did not necessarily think her and Hopper were gonna get together they broke up for a reason 
<laughs> I mean, I understand the people shipping them, but yeah. I didn't think by the end of first season that I assumed they would get together. I, I think they, they need to go through some more shit. I thought they had a past, and it was in the past. I think they're going to wind up together. I think they are going to wind up together, yeah. but now it's... I early. think now, but now I think... Now it makes more sense. I think season one, Joyce, is super fucking cray. Which she makes complete anyone. sense. She's <laughs> like, she lost her child, but I don't see Hopper being like, yeah, I need to get on that in season one. <laughs> Especially because hey, he spends half the season not believing her. And then he's just exactly. like, uh, Maybe. I can see weird. that. I can yeah. see... But, but I mean... Like, By season as a, two, as they a, have a lot more camaraderie. As a viewer, though. Right. Gut reaction going to season two. Like you're shipping oh, shit. Joyce yeah, and definitely. Hopper, definitely. and then you see this kind of whack ass like, what the hell, Samwise? What are you doing here? But Why I are you such of, a nerd? I love like, the like implied backstory, like the implied like, oh, hanging out with Joyce, you know, smoking cigs, and Bob the Brain. Like clearly you knew him, but he was a nerd. I kind of love that. Yeah, but I I think looks like one of the kids growing up to marry. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's like one of the boys. Yeah, they make that boy. comparison a lot, that, like, yeah. he's almost like one of the, the main cast of kids grown up, though. And they talk about that later on, yeah. for sure. So when Mike and I were watching this together, he kind of assumed Emo that, Mike? Yeah, Emo Mike. <laughs> yeah, when my yeah. Emo Mike As we know was, uh, <laughs> was watching this with me and making me ration it out at two episodes a time when I wanted to binge it, he was like, I think Bob's going to turn out to be bad. And partially... I, I thought the same. Yeah, there was Robbie. So like, I, thought he, I thought he was a spy. So you kind of thought maybe he was going to end up working for the lab. Right. Like maybe he was going to uh, be sort of twisted. I thought he was a Russian spy. Oh, you thought he was a Russian spy. Well, they make the Russian spy <laughs> thing. Yeah. It's my, in there. Mike still right. insists that Jon Snow is a Baratheon. He doesn't Fair. know shit about shit. No, so, I mean, we talk I mean, about that like, theory. What is wrong with him? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I, 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 don't know. I like that theory. I think that would be a lot more interesting no, if that the worst actually theory. was. But, that's yeah. a terrible theory. Aww. Sorry, Mike. Aww. It's terrible. It's I, wrong. I still kind of hope it part. works out that way, but, but no, we'll see. That scene in, in the car, yeah, where you see him talking to Will, and he was like, I'm I used to have this nightmare. Yeah. but I Tell him to go away. It comes from such a good place. But you still are wondering, like, is this advice that he's giving because he was told to give him that advice? Yeah. See, yeah. I didn't like, necessarily think that. I, I definitely At was that pretty, point, pretty sold on him being just straight nerd. I thought he could have been a spy or something once he was in the room and he saw the drawings. Like, oh, hey, that's uh, Hawkins Creek. Blah, blah, blah. That it's was like, my, one of my favorite it's scenes. So, it's so... Because remember, remember when I brought up during the last podcast, I had a problem with, like, the science teacher being like, I'm here for exposition, guys. Yeah. When Bob was just like... Oh, this! I instantly know what this map is. I was Aww. like, "Yeah." It's like, all right. I'm such a nerd. Yeah, but I kind of okay. love it. It's, it's like straight it's, throw to Goonies. It's like, what, it's, what's the X? Buried treasure. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like, like I, yeah. I hate it. I was just like, "What?" Okay, I accept this. <laughs> this is fine. I love when Joyce is like, "No questions." Yeah, shut you up. can help. Why is there a treasure? No questions. The is there a treasure chest <laughs> at the end of it? And they're yeah. like, "Shut up." <laughs> I legally cannot tell you. Yeah, I kind of love that though. Kind of. Oh, I think it's great. Yeah. Maybe yeah. my initial, like, disliking uh, Bob is that Joyce doesn't seem to give a shit about Bob. Like, no. Joyce does not seem interested in Bob at all. I don't know. They're making I, out in the break room yeah. or <laughs> in the storage room. closet or whatever. I think she really... She I just think she's bored with Bob at all times. No, I think I she's... Like, I, no, I she loves that. Bob because he's safe and he's secure. He's like the anti of her ex-husband. He's like also he's ex-husband the anti... Like he's also the anti that, like, anti to Hopper in a way, too. Fair. It's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, you know, he's, like, safe, but he's, like, super lovable. Right. You know? And, like, 
He's, he's like so pitching the idea of running away together. Really? Yeah. Especially like the Halloween scene where he's dressed up and they're like they're drinking wine. Joyce just seems so bored. I think she's, she's worried about Will. Yeah. yeah. That's how I saw. So it. she like can't even be present I, because I think, Will's out in the world. Mm-hmm. I think maybe part of what you're taking as bored can just be like pure honest like happiness no 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 oh. just like straight distraction like like yeah, you said yeah, like I mean, she's yeah, like sheer pure like she is not able she's way calmer in season two than season one but she's still like constantly Will. on will's ass like she's like what are you doing and he's like um i'm peeing in the bathroom <laughs> you know like she doesn't leave him alone for like a minute yeah she's constantly like you know just torn up about it and not able to relax and she's got Bob being like let's chill and watch a movie let's watch Mr. Mom awesome yeah you know so I kind of liked that he's just trying to chill her out and she's just like you don't understand I have no chill not since well he has no idea it is kind of nice to have one character and besides Max sure have one character that purely doesn't know what happened yeah. Being yeah. able to interact with that whole group. Mm-hmm. I really like Bob's character, and I'm glad that he didn't end up being a spy. I'm glad he redeemed I'm himself. I'm glad they murdered him instead. I'm very happy that I mean, as soon as you saw him leave the gun, dead. you were yeah. like, he's dead. Uh, Sorry. I think as soon as they started making his character more fun and interesting, uh, I was like, oh, they're going to twist the knife. No, I kind him. of assumed they were going like, to kill him. I actually thought they were going to kill him earlier on, which I read I later that they were to. supposed to. Yeah. yeah they I read that they were supposed to have Will kill him, which I think yes. would have been way more fucked up. So I'm well, kind of glad I mean, they didn't go that way. They're sort of implying in a way that I mean, it's... He's implicit. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Not not direct, but. And I think Joyce too. uh, Maybe the reason she's coming off as disinterested is because she's constantly battling her past, whether it was with Lonnie, the dad, or the events in Hawkins that previous year, or even like Bob keeps reminding her. He's like, I would have never imagined that I would have been like dating Joyce. Byers, like, yeah, I never like, thought yeah. this would I'm like, happen. what the hell was Joyce like in high school? Was uh, she such fire, a great rebel, right? Firecracker. Probably smoking cigarettes. <laughs> smoking a lot of weed. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's smoking yeah. those hopper cigarettes, which uh, have a little fun mm. in them. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's a little Vietnam fun, yeah, you know what I mean? Well, I think that's, maybe that too, that scene as well, when he's like saying all that to her. On the bench. And she's just kind of like, uh-huh, yeah, whatever. She seems just, touched. just really, really? Yeah, I don't know. I thought she was touched during I that scene. I read that totally differently, that she's just not into it at all. Mm. It's hard to be and maybe told. that's me projecting onto her. Yeah. But it just, to me, read like she was very disinterested. Mm. And maybe it's more so that she's just not ready. Yeah, she probably kind of wasn't. You know what, I think also, though, her interaction with him definitely changes from that, like, sequence of them setting up the maps in the house and him interpreting that. Yes. And her, like, dismissing him, being like, yeah, you brought these games over, okay, you gotta go. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh wait, wait actually second. I need your help because you're a nerd. I got a puzzle for you, you yeah, fucking nerd. <laughs> exactly. And then being like, wait, you know what's going on. Okay, now you know my kid is sick. Okay, now you're going to the lab with us. As soon as he's sort of like actually getting some truth, mm-hmm. she seems to like him more. And maybe that's it too because she always has he... one foot out the door because she doesn't know if it can actually last. She's like, how long can I keep this a secret? I, I can't really have a future with you if I can't tell you the truth, but yeah. I really like you, but I also maybe shouldn't like you. But I also think that she may have, like, I think she's happy with Bob, but I think she also has an affinity for strong men. And then seeing him kind of have his own agency later in the season, I think she's just like, I'm super into that now. And then she really likes him. Nice. <laughs> 
Does that make does that kind of vibe with you guys? Does yeah, that make sense? yeah, I can see yeah. that. Yeah. I can see that too. That's I, a lot. That's a lot of spitballing, but I can see that kind of being a, <laughs> a thing. <laughs> well, relationships are already difficult, and yeah. putting it in this scenario with all these weird things going on, I mean, strange, strange things. things. <laughs> Uh, it makes it even that more difficult to get into a relationship because you want to learn that person's truth. And especially since Bob and Joyce have a small history back from high school. They knew yeah. of each other, at least. It's kind of like, oh, well, what have you been up to since high school? And Joyce is like, I can't tell you anything. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would yeah. be very hard. I mean, all the, all the characters from the last season all have to do with the idea is just that they all have this big secret. And then mm-hmm. just seeing how they can, you know, there's a dog in there. <laughs> Just so you guys know, there's a dog in there. Aw. Sticking like, its face in my bag. It's a good spot. Sonny, <laughs> stop. It's okay. Aww, leave like the dog. Aw, it's okay. Like She's Sunny. really cute. I like uh, you better than Dart. Aw, I can tell you yeah, that. Yeah, talk about Dart, for sure. <laughs> well, the last new addition to this cast, the last new major addition, was the new Doctor, which was also oh, yeah, good call. kind oh, of Paul back Reiser. and forth. You don't yeah. know if he's good, if he's bad, if he's another Dr. Brenner, yeah, if so he is trying to right the wrongs of Dr. Brenner. I feel like we still don't know. We still don't really? know. We still don't know. Yeah, so oh, that's man. like straight aliens. I thought, I thought yeah. they kind of answered Mike and it. I talked about that today. You don't think so? Well, I'm just saying we don't know. Okay. I don't think it's clear. I think that he... He seems sympathetic, and he definitely he, is helping them. But I think when right. push comes to shove, if it's, like, in the best interest of the laboratory, then he's gonna be like... Interesting. He doesn't... Okay. He's not trying to save Will's life. He's trying to contain the monster. You think so? That's how I see it. But I think he's, like... He seems so much more harsh when he's talking to Nancy and Jonathan than he does mm, later with mm. Will and... His mom. I think, yeah. you know, I think he's just a little two-faced. I Really? I think that's the idea behind the character. Yeah. That's part of the reason why they used him, I think. Right, because he had all this baggage going yeah. into it. The thing it, is, like, I, I, could, I could see him being not a bad guy, but I just don't think we're given enough kind of background that the, the, the new doctor in Hawkins is the new scientist man. The new I'm, head of Hawkins' lab. Right. I'm glad, though, that his, like, at heart, they... they Eventually show that he is not a straight up evil dude. See, that's right. what I he's not, he's he's not kind straight of up evil. Helping facilitate. He 11. wants. He right. ultimately he wants what's best for everybody. He doesn't. I just don't. I don't know. These two kind of disagree. They think he's yeah. like still on the fence. I thought well, they kind I kinda of like... think the jury being out is a more interesting story to go into season three like still yeah. being a little unsure like maybe That's he's true. still gonna do some fucked he's, up shit he's but he's not pure evil like he's more dimensional than papa originally. Yeah. yeah but he, at least that papa yeah <laughs> he's not one dimensional like evil like i'm gonna do science no, yeah. fuck all the rest of i'm you. doing all the bad science I, whatever science comes <laughs> and killing cats fucked up, yeah don't matter to me i'm a science boy yeah he's at least like a science yeah. boy that is somewhat concerned for human life yeah, I think which is, yeah. is is not true. All science boys don't have any care about. You would know, Jack, because you're you a science are a science boy. boy. You're a science boy. No One time, I, I saw you. Uh, you ate a like a human leg. You were just like, "This is for science." And you just ate a human leg yeah. straight up. You cut it off, a young man. And you're a vegetarian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but he I mean, it was for, for science. science. You did it for science. Well, animals yeah. are innocent. Fair. Humans, humans, humans less so. No, no. I thought that scene in the boardroom where everyone, it was pretty much unanimous except for him, Yeah, was like, no, fuck They're that all kid. Like, Kill like, Will. Let Will die. Who cares? Right. We have to That's a good point. keep this 
monster back. We have to keep yeah. singeing everything. Right. Yeah. He was like, like no, no, this is more complicated than that. We right. can't just this. There's a little boy's life at stake. We have him right here. We can't just kill this fucking. <laughs> and guess, like, like going into that, did you guys think that? Did you immediately go to the assumption that that was a trap? Because I didn't. Like I. I did not necessarily think... What, Hopper digging into that hole? No, like, Will being like, yeah, go to that spot oh. where you can destroy oh, him being, burn the being, being the spy. And then him yeah. being the spy. Like, I, I, I actually, didn't see that. I actually I fell to that where well, I didn't I think, see that I think coming it's totally. Still, I, I don't know if he's fully indoctrinated at that point yet. I don't I think, think he's not. supposed I think to be. He, I think once he's in Hawkins' but lab... I think that was some good writing there because I yeah. didn't yeah. actually that see cool. that coming... Again, right. that's, that shows the range of, of his acting, too. Yeah. You know, because it's so seamless when it's like indoctrination. Once he's fully, fully indoctrinated, I like kind that of it's like, a slow progression. But, but when he's like chained down, it's really when he's like, uh, I'm kind of not really human as much anymore. I'm when Joy fuck says, up your, Who, who am so I? Who am I? Like, Do you know me? Mother dearest. <laughs> yeah, that's too like, No, fuck you. You're my mom. You're my maternal figure. My friend. Mike, and you're like Jesus. What does he yell? He's like, he's like, tell him no. Oh no, what is it? When he has the shot, and he's like, he, what is he screaming? Is it tell him no or? Ooh. You guys, you guys remember the scene though, where yes. he's like, he's like, stop it, stop it, stop it. He's just yelling that line. It's like, oh, and then like Mike's like covering his ear. I love that scene yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Oh. When they when they burn, while we're talking about, oh yeah, yeah. just like Will, oh, crazy burn, yeah, and the scene where they. They zoom in on on Will's face when yeah. he's writhing on the ground. He's that is great. disturbing stuff. That is disturbing yeah. imagery. Yeah. And when Joyce like goes full crazy, she was like, "This is not my son. Fuck you. Turn up the heaters." Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some fucked up shit. And Nancy like pokes him with the hot poker. I was like, "Sorry, what the hell is that?" We were talking about the vine. Yeah, Jonathan can't handle that shit. He's that weird vine thing. He's so emo. So soft. They are underground torching like after they say. Heads. <laughs> After they save yes. Hopper, they're underground and they're torching the, yes. that area yes. with flamethrowers. Yeah. And Will is writhing on the ground because that's that when they first really was like, like, he's like seething. The seething. Like look is, on his face. Is that is street really puppet just, Will or CGI at that point? I have point? no idea, but his, his face, face is disturbing. Is terrifying. I think it's all him. I, I think it's like, all no I feel shock. like it maybe be like a. Like it's a like there's probably a little bit of CG because like his face is just making unnatural It's like weird, melty. Yeah. Like, ooh. Not okay. Yeah, it's Mm-mm. fucked up. It's scary. It's yeah. straight up like that. Yeah, was scary. one of the few times that I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Whoa. I'm curious. Uh, I, I think, you know, maybe at the end we can do like a predictions of season three. Mm. Sure, but, sure. But uh, I'm curious We've to. We've been it a little bit this whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm curious to, to kind of, when we get to it, chat about like, well, does, uh, does Will still have his power or not? I know? would love it if he did. That'd yeah. be awesome. But it's hard to say. We'll get into. It'd be cool to have somebody else besides Eleven. No matter what, he's connected. Have some. I think so. Yeah, has some kind of like, for sure. Yeah, I think uh, speaking to Noah Schnapp again, like his acting chops. I think also the writing and the directing throughout the entire season of Stranger Things two. I think his character is the most cohesive mm. and yeah. doesn't lose the differences in writing or the differences it's, in it's direction. Crazy. His he's character like, he's a, is just she's like one of the strongest seamless. characters. Absolutely, and you don't get any of him in the first season, right? Know? Maybe it just speaks to his acting. Maybe I think and he's written. Maybe I think that's the disconnect I'm having with really Mike. Well. Yeah, he's written really well, but also acted superbly. Yeah, you, he is dealing with some shit, and like mm-hmm. he's being weird, but it's because of all the shit that he's dealing with 
from the last season. And I think that lands with him in right. a way that I don't think it lands with Hopper. I don't think it lands with Mike mm. as much. Right, I was right. a little bit disappointed, though, by the end of season two that they didn't have um, Will's character, like, be more involved in either, like, fighting back to save himself, like, against the Mind Slayer or trying to help. Like, it was just, like, he still was straight the victim. Like, he was, like, I'm possessed. Now they're going to burn him. He couldn't do anything. He was just, like, dead body inside. So I think that's I think that's very much on purpose. Because if, yeah. if my main prediction I mean, I can season, understand it being on purpose. I just... My main prediction for season three... Like it. Season one is the inciting incident with the, the all the stuff with the Upside right. Down actually happening to season them. Two being season a real two sequel. is them dealing with what happened in season one. Yeah. Coming to terms with what happened in season bridge. one yeah. is the bridge. That makes they're sense. all broken, they're all weak, but right. by the end of season two, they're reunited again and mm. they're all stronger because of it. And right. I think season three is them going on the offense. I hope so. And yeah, because I, I like, wanted to see... Like, you'll see Eleven is now back with the whole gang. Right. She is very much more so in control of her powers than she was in season one yeah, or season two. she's definitely stronger. She is a she lot stronger. She had a yeah. Now she's I think good. you're going to see Will be a lot stronger in I hope so. And I, I think you're going to see all the kids now together yeah. on the same page and going on the offensive and actually taking out... Because at the end of season two, it's very much implied that whatever is going on is still a threat. Yeah, and I think definitely. season three is where they are going to take the offense, and Try it's to actually going to first strike. Yeah. And I would really love if all of Stranger Things came out to be a three-season arc. That'd be cool. I've heard that it could be. Yeah, I've heard in a couple of interviews that it could be four or five. Really awesome, because yeah. I, I like that like kind of three progression. arc pro- progression. <sighs> Don't we all? if they're trying to write it more like a film like a real film sequel yeah. versus a tv it'd be nice if they wrapped it up in a third act but i, I could totally see them not because like it just is from a marketing dollar like, it's it's yeah. a lot more the merchandise yeah, from season two more than season one like the merchandise is everywhere yeah. <laughs> 30 dollars for a barb t-shirt that's Halloween, crazy, man. Put yeah. a little fluffy shirt. That's crazy. $30. You go to Target, they've got like they a Stranger some, Things they section. They have some like shit. fucking There's gym like, wear. There is, Ooh. yeah, yeah they do. Awesome. I was really surprised. I went for Halloween and I was like, I just need a gray sweatshirt. And I was like, what is all this <laughs> stuff? <laughs> they have sweatpants and a sweatshirt. They yeah. do. It's, cra- it's crazy. It I cool. would feel a little bit weird wearing like a hockey like, sweatshirt? Uh, yeah. No, it says high school on it. Oh. I feel a little uncomfortable <laughs> wearing high school. No. Hey, teens. Predator. What's up, fellow kids? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no. Yeah, Jack, I really like what you said with uh, them getting through it and them recovering from it. Because, yeah, yeah there's a, like this whole theory where that, like, Will and Eleven can't coexist. Because, like, when one is in... I would really like the, to see them together. The upside down. Yeah. 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 We talked about out. that a lot. In, yeah. in and so this one was kind of the same. Like, Eleven was very much gone from the group while Will was present. And then right at the end, He's unconscious when That's she finally true. sees him. Yeah. 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 I would love to actually see them interact. And Aren't they both at the dance, though? They are. Yeah. But they I don't are. think they interact at the I mean, dance. No. But they're all very Not that we see. But they're always... Yeah. You know, I'd like, like to actually see like a... them be friends because they've experienced the same well, crazy shit. I feel like, I feel like 11... Yeah, they don't know each other. But I, I think don't. that they do because like when, when Eleven like sees Mike, she's like... Like she, like she has right. like a she has a connection, like a kindred bond, almost right. like like they're like brother and sister in a way by 
by nature. Right. You know, they're, they're another one of her, like, offsprings of, like, we have both, like, touched the sun and we're different now because right. of it. Mm-hmm. So right. if, if Hopper and Joyce mm-hmm. get together... And Hopper's That's taking care of Eleven. 11 in my then there is going to no, be Eleven and Will. Eleven and Will are going to be like some weird. So we're good. Oh, right. yeah. we're good. That's right. Yeah, oh we're yeah. Good. yeah we're good. <laughs> no, it'll it's be great. Still incest. We're it'll good. be great. It'll be like. <laughs> I think there should be more incest in this. Although, so not incest, but I do love. <laughs> I, I do love. It's not incest. It's not incest, but I do love the interactions between Billy and Steve. Mm-hmm. that are like a little bit homoerotic and a little bit well, like just challenger that kind of spoke to your yeah. own point earlier yeah. about yeah. kind of like uh, being in the closet and oh, like shit, yeah. creating the toxic masculinity right. that Billy is like kind of projecting yeah. but uh, it kind of enables again, Steve they, to shine because like he the show's too, the too afraid to like oh, go there sure. yeah, oh like, no I, I don't think it'll full on go no. there but it's like teasing it's like, there a little them bit. showing up at Joyce's house and Steve being like yeah I just you know Know, don't cream your I'm pants lift, I'm, I'm waiting weights. you know whatever yeah. you know don't, try, like, don't try to kiss me or anything like I right want. exactly there <laughs> are faucet spray I, please kiss me <laughs> but I think that's <laughs> yeah exactly please give me a smooch I don't need Nancy <laughs> your mullet is fine <laughs> those, those mullets I think it's two thirds of the way there in most cases like it's a it's a good show yeah mm-hmm. it's yeah. really good it's really entertaining but it's like that the next level. Third of a step away from being that next level of just landing all these bigger ideas, yeah. these bigger themes that it's like hinting at. It's it's grasping at. You can see it kind of touching those themes, but not quite landing mm. all of them. Yeah. And I think that's why it's a really entertaining show, a really fun show. Yeah. But doesn't quite like get over that hump of being like going full on greatness. Hmm. Right. Which well, it, it totally has the potential too, and we're two thirds of the way into this arc. Maybe, maybe season three. Right, come right, on. Like, if, right. if season three comes out and they like kind of like really kind of tie these threads real yeah. tight, then then season two only becomes better because exactly. of it. You know, so right. we're we're kind of still not seeing all the. There's a lot of setup. That's that's just the thing, you know. And this could be me us reading into this more than. It deserves, but I don't think so. Like because there's all those really small, subtle things implied there, right. but not like fully delivered on. Sure. And if it does deliver on that, on all that stuff yeah. in a bigger way in season three, I think that will like just make you could see the the whole thing is a three arc thing or three part arc that really lands in the end. For sure. Absolutely. Well, I think we're at a good stopping point. We talked about the new characters. We talked about some of the favorites. But we didn't talk about a couple of the big duos in Stranger Things Ooh, too. The big deuces. <laughs> so <laughs> intriguing. There's at least one big deuce. I one big deuce. Big deuce. <laughs> the big deuce. <laughs> so we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're gonna be talking about Hopper and Eleven and Steve and Dustin. Woo! We didn't get to. Did we talk about Nancy and? Jonathan? Oh, Nancy oh, and yeah. Jonathan. We're gonna have to talk about that's, it. Big three that's two. The big, that's, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, we speculated about it, whether or not they were going to get together last time, so and we should was, definitely yes. talk about it. And it was it. super lackluster, not yep. that interesting. Oh. Yeah. Let's get to it. And <laughs> I definitely <laughs> want to talk about uh, Brett Gelman's character. Murray. You know, Murray. Yes. Because he's a weird one, and we got to touch on that for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, thanks cool. for tuning in. We'll be right back. Hey. 
guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of Story Screen Presents, uh, Catherine Raycast. If you like this episode about Stranger Things, you should hearken back to an earlier episode of Catherine Raycast where Bernadette, Robbie, and I talk about season one of Stranger Things. Um, we deal with a lot of the issues and predictions of what we were hoping for this season, stuff that may or may not have happened different pairings of characters, and we kind of just get into it. So if you want to check out that episode, you can check it out on wherever you like to stream your podcast, or you can go to storyscreenbeacon.com or SoundCloud. We also have a really great episode dealing with sequels where we deal with the re-release of Terminator 2. So if you have a love of great sequels, you should check out that podcast as well. Otherwise, there's some good articles coming up on StoryScreenBeacon.com, and we're going to get back to it. All right, listeners, we're back for Stranger Things 2, about to get into some of the duos that we didn't get to talk about in the first half. And we'll talk a little bit more about story, but really examining the Hopper 11 dynamic, the Steve Dustin dynamic, and the Jonathan Nancy dynamic, and other characters that we didn't necessarily dive really deep into. So I think the one that we're going to talk about first, because we're all super hot on it, we love these two, Dustin and Steve. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> really, the Steve, I mean, Dustin's always been good, but Dustin's Dustin good. has ushered in the Steve renaissance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think this was actually, I was super, no, I'm not going to say this because of all the weird allegations. I really liked Dustin's character in the first Stranger Things. Yes. Loved yeah. it. Yes. Stranger Things 2, you know, Dustin. That doesn't have to be like, I mean, th- there has been a lot of talk about like sexualizing. Children. Especially the... I was going to say, I was really hot on Dustin the first time, but I didn't want to say that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah but you're speaking as a character, as a fictional being, These not, are as, not as Gaten, opera singing, Matarazzo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so talented. So. But yeah, I think the, the second round, especially because I'm a cat lover, and I just wanted Dustin to tell the truth. Very similarly uh, to how I wanted news. Will to tell the truth at the end of Stranger Things 1. I was like, Will, just tell the truth. Just tell the truth. And Justin this time is like lies all around to his mom, to yeah. his friends. He was Ooh. just a liar this season. But yeah. uh, still really liked him. His character is awesome. Yes. Uh, has a great dynamic with his mom. who didn't get featured enough the oh, first time around. Man. His mom was a gem. Wasn't she? I loved her. I love that. Where is his dad? Are we going to find out about that in season three? I don't know. Is she a single mom? Where is MIA, Dustin's dad? Russian Russian spy. She's pretty great. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying that he needs to have a father figure. Mom is pretty awesome, and you can kind of see how that shapes his character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. uh, Yeah, we'll get into Dart, but I love that uh, when he comes home, and he has dart in the little box. Oh, yeah. And he's, like, telling his mom, like, oh, yeah, I rigged the box. It has a motor in it. Yeah, and uh, it his, moves uh, now. And his mom's costume. like, ha, 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 Oh, Dustin. Nervous, oh, great. Nervous <laughs> laughter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that uh, the creatures in the ghost. I love the Ghostbusters, like, outfit. And, like, yeah. it makes so much sense. So, so they would good. be Ghostbusters. And we I talked l- about it. I love the argument the trailer, about them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that I was really funny, too. I love that. I love the blatant, like, touch on 
Lucas being like, oh, because I'm black. I'm, the, I'm gonna be the black guy, yeah. right? And it's just like, uh, no. Like, <laughs> well, g- kind uh, of. Uh, yeah, A plus. Yeah, very, A plus very, Lucas. Very A good. Plus. Yeah. And who doesn't want to be Bill Murray? Yeah, that totally. Title? Like, of course. Bankman? Totally. Sorry, I was Bankman. Yeah. 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 I would just want to be Bill Murray full stop. Like, <laughs> period. That's, that's just what I want. Yes, yeah. that's what I want. Not to be. even as a character, just Bill Murray. Period. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked. I, I really liked Dustin's like arc because um, I feel like you know it's not too different from any of the other kids. Where you kind of see them maybe do some things that are unsavory or lie or like do things to protect the truth that maybe we wouldn't all agree with. But, um, you know, I like, uh, Dustin's because he, it fits his character very well. Um, but you know, eventually there, there, he does have a bowling pup bowling point where it's like, it's kind of enough is enough. And like, no one's answering his call for help. So he's just like, I gotta do, I gotta do fucking something about this. And then to see him like, also, I love the scene where he just like, yells at Dart to scare him into the, like, uh, the garage. And he just yeah. strips slaps <laughs> him with the, the hockey stick. Well, he also, he scared, garage. he, like, he, like, runs, he's just like, Stop, oh, you're chasing me now. He's like, ah! Yeah. He's super good. In, like, full hockey gear. Yeah. So good. hmm I think that's, that's interesting that you brought that up with Dustin kind of handling the whole Dart aspect on his own. Because yeah. a lot of this season is each of these kids handling shit by themselves. Definitely. And mm-hmm. struggling with it, I think, to a degree. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. goes back to what I was saying before about maybe season three will be them all coming together and realizing that they're better off as a team together. I would definitely like and to see like that. Taking yeah. on the upside down as a team together and being stronger. For it, it seems to be the moral by yeah. the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems a little strange that when he first finds Dart, that he's not like, Oh my gosh, this is a bad thing. Who? But he loves it because it's his well, discovery. He didn't, he didn't did initially any... think it was a Demogorgon. Did no. anyone in their right mind not think that's a baby Demogorgon? Right, the right. The first time they saw that, come on. Yeah. I mean, I didn't necessarily assume Demogorgon, but I assumed it was whatever the hell Will had coughed up at the end of season one. I think yeah. that's what I was, I was yeah. like, oh, weird slug thing. That can't be good. Yeah, that's not <laughs> natural. But I mean, maybe they are playing a little bit to it's more than just Demogorgon. Like they, they that kind of yeah. comes full circle with Dustin and and Dart. I mean, it's like finding a gremlin. There's good ones. There is, yeah. Ones. Sort of like <laughs> it, it somewhat has a bond with him. I mean, end. it's it seems that the only there's only two species that exist in the Upside Down as of right now. It's Demogorgons or. Of. Uh, mind flare, mind flare. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is a singularity. Which at this point. He, yeah, I think of, I think there's only one. Like they're referring to it as yeah. the brain. So right, yeah. so it kind of operates as a hive mind, and there's only one underspecies that goes through a gestation process, much like an alien from Aliens. You know, right? Did anybody get a little bit of Tremors two vibes? From this? I haven't seen Tremors two. So, so okay, so the first Tremors is about an underground worm, like a big underground worm that is tormenting Kevin Bacon and his friends. And then Tremors 2 is... Has anybody seen Tremors 2 here? No. I'm totally on my own here. Okay, I'm flattering. But <laughs> Tremors 2 is... Uh, they The Tremor kind of evolves and, like, releases out this, like, smaller bipedal... Oh, well, that's, like, alien and aliens, for kind, sure. Yeah, Definitely. I guess it's probably the more, yeah. like, uh, cultural touchstone there. But, like... Going from the one big thing, I, well, okay, now this really sounds like aliens. You're right, but <laughs> no, but I mean, they're sussing it out. Repeated for a reason. Does it hug people's yeah. faces? Well, it, it looks more like the thing in Tremors too. Okay, I guess for sure. is, 
aesthetic thing. Yeah. yeah, like in Tremors 2, it's like a bipedal thing that's running around. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I still, I mean, I might be alone on this and might be uh, miseducated, I guess, but I didn't see the demodogs as demogorgons per se. I, I think, like, the uh, demogorgon itself, like, on two feet. Oh, I kind of saw them as, like, an earlier version. Like do you the think teenage. those things grow yeah. into two-legged demogorgons? Or do you uh, think they are, like, maybe, like, the pets, like, the animals the scout. of our... Like I kind so of assumed they were yeah. sort of like an adolescent version because as really? soon as you saw his face, like what? Like I guess over it would be. I could see it actually cat, being either way. Like, oh shit! Because you this know, is a baby version of whatever. Interesting. That would imply that there's they're evolving a ton of demigorgons that are coming out now. Because the thing about sure. Spring yeah, season one season is one, that there's, one, there's only one, one demigorgon. So maybe you know maybe the or maybe only one that crossed over. I mean, if you want to think about it in, like, uh, Dungeons or Dragons terms, and, and Jack's getting a DiGiorno right now, so he's, he's not here to maybe <laughs> help me with this nerd conversation. Oh, that's but, fine. Uh, we, we can help you out. You. Whatever, we got you, nerd. Mean, don't mean to be presumptuous. You're totally no, right. that's fine. But, like, you that's know, cool. maybe, maybe like, on, like, a, like a chess table. Some, some DiGiorno. Maybe on a chess <laughs> table, like, maybe the Demogorgons are more of, like, the knights. And then, like, the pawns could be the... The demodogs. The demodogs. That's a good point. Fair. I actually didn't think about it that Yeah. I kind of yeah. agree with Diana. I, I thought that they were the, the adolescent okay. version of and the And I think that was sort of my gut reaction, but sure. I like the idea that... I think, I think that's the re- general opinion, yeah. is that they are young demogorgons. Right. But I read it more of, like, the Upside Down is a world that we haven't fully explored yet. Yeah, we definitely and haven't. they've mm-hmm. encountered, like, humans on our end... But we have dogs, we have deer, we have cows. Yeah. Sure. I kind of saw that as like the livestock of like. I mean, even the, the creature down. that eleven when eleven's closing the door and you see what I think you assume is the mind flare. Um, I don't think it's like I, I don't think it is though because when she's closing the door and you see that almost like it looks like it's like almost in, the, in a womb and like yes. the water is like pulsating I, like heartbeat. I don't know if that that's is the supposed mind to be. I. I is assume, it supposed to be the mind Yeah, flare? I kind of assumed it's it supposed to be looks, the mind It flare looks different, though. Being the mind shut out. It does always, The mind flare is always shown over Hawkins High. Right. Um, huge. And to see it on the on the gate as it's closing, it, it just looked kind of different. It almost looked like a like an embryo. I agree with you. Yeah, I if think, I remember it correctly. Yeah, I kind of read that, like, the closing of the gate scene mm-hmm. as more of, like, the the upside down trying to get through, but not necessarily in the mind flare, just like the upside down's last retaliation hmm, of yeah. this open gate, and it's closing, and so it's trying to fight through. But I didn't see it as a mind flare either, especially with at the very end yeah. of the last episode where you see that the mind flare is very still present. Yeah, yeah. I see. I kind so of assumed it was. I was sort of like, this is the last ditch efforts, ditch effort yeah. of it to get out, and then also like this is its first instance of knowing that Eleven is there. That's true. Like, like after not having on. any kind of opposition the whole season, yeah. like being able to travel through <clears throat> Will, having no problem with manipulating everything else. Now it's finally faced with something that's like, nope, I'm shutting the door in your face. You better yeah. be worried. And it, then you're like, oh shit! Now it knows Levin is there. Yeah, it's gonna I think go it could for go it either way. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. I think I think in general, much like our kind of discussion with like season one Stranger things, like. We just don't know all the rules of the upside down. Totally, so that's just kind yeah, of totally. that's just kind of the thing, you know. We yeah, don't think, know all the rules. No, I think we saw the most of it when they're trying to find Will at the very end. When they're like, yeah. "Here he is. I'm going to go to this like it was the library of the upside down." 
and Will's there, and you mm-hmm. see Barb, and Barb is very clearly oh, dead. season one, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's when we see the most of that world realized. Right. But we don't really see a lot of it. I mean, maybe, like, Hopper in the tunnels. Like, I was just thinking about the vines kind of, like, attacking oh, him. So, like, and then there's also, like, the kind of, like, dust flowers. They yeah. refer to them so, as like, vines, but it's kind of, like, worms. honestly, it's, like, veins. It's, yeah. like, it's veins and arteries of this bigger being. I mean, that's the it's thing, like, like you know, I would imagine, like, they don't act autonomously. They, no. they act with the, the mind flare. Right. But that, but the thing is, like, everything acts. It's, it's, like, a, it's, like, ants or bees. Like, they kind of have one mind so we kind of understand right. that they're um like insects yeah. in a way and you talking about like the crazy you know insect looking flower version of yeah. it like sneezing on hopper it mm-hmm. also did on dustin it and did. so part of me is like oh there's no reason for them to just do that on the periphery without it having any repercussions like part of me is like oh is next season dustin gonna have something growing inside or of him hopper or hopper to the same extent weird you know? yeah exactly because like, like hopper like has a pretty visceral i mean uh, the way i kind of read the scene was that hopper was like super sick and out of it because maybe like the the plant gave him some kind of paralysis yeah and this is kind of a tangent from like where we were going with this conversation yeah so that's okay that's we'll a good point but um but they i think i feel like when he goes to hawkins lab and he's puking it's him purging mm. like they give him something that's just like this is gonna get it all out of you, and right. it's gonna feel bad. And they haven't done that to Dustin, Dustin exactly. So he is didn't, he gonna have something like yeah. Will? It's like or... when you're going in your hazmat suit and they have to sterilize you first. Totally. Like he never got, but none of them did. No, right. And like you know, he got sneezed on, but they're all like br- they're all the wearing like bandanas. But those yeah. aren't clean suits. <laughs> no, no, no way. Yeah. So well, that that too is what I read into Will puking at the end of season one. For me, I didn't read that as like. That's the slug that Dustin finds that grows into the to the demodog. Right. I saw that as the first start of the vines, the quotation mark oh, vines. Sure. No, is totally. It, I think it it's open to interpretation. No, it's never not confirmed. confirmed. It. It's okay. never no. confirmed. Because totally I think when not. he puked that down and it went into the sewer system, we just kind of assume. I thought that that was like how the vine started growing, yeah. and that's why he is the connection to the mind flare I mean, more so than it's also kind of confusing. Else. And like this is like one of the. It's not an issue. I just had, I thought it happened kind of fast. It's like the way Eleven gets back out of the Upside Down. It yeah. was very fast. It was super fast. But the thing yeah. is, like, that portal is... Did she... She closed it when she got out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you mean she, like, in, she, like, like, the high school? In the flashback. Yes, Yeah, yes. so she did close it? I think she closed that very small thing that she okay. climbed out of. I so, think so. But the it's idea... completely confirmed. The idea is that there's more breaks and there's more things kind of leaking out. Yeah, and that, like, she, I felt so badly for her, because, like, everyone's like, not your fault, but it's like, you open this gate, and right. she was like, here I am to close it. Right. Like, we opened it to find Will, now I need to close it. Yeah. Yeah, it falls all on her. This poor young girl, who's yeah. learning English. <laughs> <laughs> who's learning how to just be a person. Be a person. Yeah. Learning, learning how to tell day. time. Yeah. Learning how to tell time. Yeah. Three, four. So, yeah, let's get into uh, Eleven and Hopper. And that conversation, because, yeah, she comes out, what we think, and it is, like, pretty soon after the climax of the first season. Definitely. I think a lot of people were were hoping for that. Well, I think we we discussed in season one. That we would love it. I think, I mean, I I thought it was just going to be longer. I thought she was going to come in hot at, like, episode five or something. Oh, I agree. I definitely didn't expect so soon. Yeah. For sure. I thought they would... 
kind of tease her existence, but I didn't think they would let us know that she was alive so soon. And, like, obviously right. seeing where they were trying to go with the season, it yeah. makes sense to bring Eleven back, like, pretty much as soon as you can. Well, they showed Eleven right, right in the, like, promo material. Well, yeah, yes. you know she's yeah. going to be a heavy presence. But we but still we didn't, didn't know how we, early Yeah, we were discussing the cow. I already brought by you were making your genre. Oh, um, <laughs> so people know you're right a dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did you eat some already? This whole or? time I've just no, been really pensive. He's waiting for you to bring it back. He's preheating the Okay, okay. You're okay. listening. You're taking okay. everything out. Yeah, I've just okay. been really listening hard to you guys talking right. the whole time. Um, but we were kind of discussing that. Uh, <laughs> we talked We talked a little bit about, like, the. We, we're still not sure what the rules of the Upside Down are. Okay. Yeah. Um, but then we kind of segued into 11. Coming back very quickly, very, um, very soon. which yeah. which I don't think is necessarily bad, but I was just very surprised. Yeah, I Agreed. thought they would hold out a little longer. Yeah. I thought we'd see a few more ego deliveries to the ego box for sure before, or some like come back. weird backstory of her being solo and not yeah, finding yeah. anyone yet. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So how do you guys feel about the way they just dropped Eleven is is alive for one, but also mm-hmm. living with Hopper, and then kind of teased out that backstory through flashbacks throughout the season i think it worked overall yeah um like i said like i, I, I like was, the pairing of her and hopper yeah that, that i think that's that's the strongest deuce yeah i uh, <laughs> really I think, like that one linger huh? oh yeah is it yeah. it's the strongest i think it's oh i guess i don't know i love dustin top Steve. top two yeah but yeah is, yeah you're is, right that's, that's what it is are you saying yeah. maybe the most compelling for you the one for the, me personally, the one that you personally, want to see yeah. the most of i love every is really fun but there's a lot of there's really a lot great to chew on with hopper development oh, wise sure. and there's just so much happening in those scenes and they're and they're awesome like they're some of the best scenes of the show I think the fact that Eleven was in our world for so long really helps that whole Mike emo moment with Hopper at the end when he finds out that Eleven is still there yeah. and right. had been there for right. like a year. And it's so tragic that like you know Eleven can can see Mike get in touch with him for for get in touch with her for for a year you know and like mm-hmm. it's it's great it, all that all that stuff lands emotionally so well and and it's super good. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I think we spend, well, we definitely spend most of Stranger Things 1 with Eleven not knowing how to express herself. Right. And so it's great to see that, yeah, she needed to be in our world learning how to tell time, kind of, and speaking articulating and learning how to be an actual human before she can back interact with the whole group and tv being a parent and things like that right like that's great yeah i think her being separated from the rest of the kids is important in her development like her being able to learn how to function a little bit without them and then i know we'll talk about the, the standalone episode of her yeah. Meeting. This you is know. all building up to yeah. episode seven eleven. So right. it's sort of like but but it, yeah. Touche. But yeah, no, definitely it's like her kind of figuring out her shit before she comes back yeah. to the group dynamic. Right. Uh so episode seven, uh the standalone eleven episode where she kind of goes on her own. With brand new characters. With brand new characters. Big I really, sister Kali. Yes. I love that the first scene in Stranger Things 2 at all is, is not, Kali. Yeah. And you're kind of like, whoa. And then you're like, oh god, yeah, of course there are others. There are others who have been affected by this. Number eight. That first scene is the only reason I'll give episode seven a pass. Some credence, exactly. Otherwise, if it they totally wouldn't have preset the pacing it, so bad. I agree. And it it's in a way that's 
you know, it's you kind of get used to TV. Most television programs, especially more long-running programs, having Sorry. this is going to go on over here, and this is the shit you want to see, and then some shit is going to really pop off with I the know, stuff you really want to see. Weren't able to and then the next episode, the, the next episode is going to be completely not yeah. bad at all. If it was like, like a yeah. weak serial, it'd be yeah. a little bit easier to take. That almost. is a that is a tropey thing to do for TV in general, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. Robbie, you've made this point to me often. Yeah. But that episode, I don't think is quite strong enough on its own yeah. to exist, to, fit in. to break up that pacing, because it that episode itself drags a little bit for me. It does a little bit. all these new characters yeah. that we don't and know, some, don't And only care one about. is interesting. Exactly. It was very similar yeah. to when we did the American Gods podcast, how we felt about very the Mad Max. Very similar. Yes. Episode. It felt right in at the same time frame. Absolutely. Yeah. Right before kind of, the climax. Like yeah. right there. And I think they yeah, do it, it to be like we're gonna kind yeah. of break up the plot. It's just like that. It's just no no one asked for that. I feel. I, I feel. And um, I also mentioned this to Jack at this point. Like I think if you took out maybe some of like the kind of like heavier season one recovery or like recap in the earlier parts of the season, mm-hmm. and you break up episode seven and seed it. Like those throughout scenes throughout of it, episode. way more palatable, and then I you could have even had more time to like explain Mr. Mohawk and just why he doesn't like yeah. anybody, and explain why do I care these, about like, SLC Punk? Yeah, like, yeah. Just, like, you know, and because like all those characters are like they're so for and like I did. Just, there's so many questions that episode raises where it's like, what a are they doing? Why are they hunting this? Why? Are they, and like I, I know they explain it a little bit. Like these people harmed us. We're gonna hunt them. Like how do you make money? Where'd you get this car? Why are you doing this thing? How'd you get here? I don't what know is if I this? care so much about that stuff. People, How do you get away with murder? She yeah, can make her mind that thing. is a huge yeah. that is a huge plot hole. But I did really enjoy. I did really like Eleven finding her mom and having that weird sequence of. I wish that would have been more part of the episode. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you know. I could drive with that too. I feel like it was a little bit of like a. Uh, like a stretch to be like, yeah, this kid's in this weird flashback that your mom had, and now you're gonna go find her, and she's your sister. But I mean, I get it, but it, it didn't work as well as the rest of that episode of her experiencing her mom's psychotic flashback on loop, which yeah. is really powerful and, and then disturbing yeah. at the same time. It's super disturbing. Yeah, because yeah. she's yeah. like, oh, do do I have a mom? Oh no, yeah, your mom's gone. No, actually, she's right here. She's kind of a vegetable, but she's here. The thing is, know? like, that, that Eleven arc on paper, I love, where she meets her mom, is able to go into her mind and kind of, like, Suss out. untie the knot yeah. mm-hmm. that her mind created, and, and finally, and, like, talk to her. And I love the fact that, like, she meets, basically, and, and Mike Burge kind of told, like, made this point, where... Mm-hmm. Mike Birch, uh, you know, he's, he's, he, he kind of, he has, uh, he, hair. he sometimes talks about he things. He talks about things on the podcast. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. He says, he says things on the yeah. podcast. All right. Yeah. But he made a, he made a really good point that like when he, when Eleven runs into, uh, number eight, I forget her actual name. Collie. That she's kind of like the antithesis to Yoda. Well, she is. It's kind yeah. of like, all right, so you take Empire Strikes Back. Uh-oh. You've got Luke. There we go. With Yoda. Mm-hmm. If this is like if instead she's actually being trained by Darth Palpatine Vader. or something. Yeah. No, it's totally. It's yeah. like, because it's like, yeah, channel use your, your hate. Use channel your anger. Your anger. Yeah. Use your, your pissed offness I, to channel your and power. And I love the, the last Jedi. 
I mean, I think Luke's gonna turn out to be bad, but whatever you do, whatever you want. Morally ambiguous. We'll see. He might Um, rise to like a higher power, but we'll see. Maybe (laughs) he's on the gray side. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, like seeing her like almost like yeah, go get him. Like seeing her like almost like choke out that guy, like all those beats. I'm like, I'm digging this. I'm digging this. I'm digging this. But like, there's so much of this fluff happening, and Mm -hmm. it's just. Well, like, just, like, all like the these, friends, all the these other characters, the gang, and, like... Yeah, we don't necessarily care about them, because we don't have the time. Exactly. We don't need to. No. We don't need to care about them, but it's, it's, it's very, it's just very jarring. And yeah. even, even the idea of, like, Eleven running into this, like, group of people <laughs> who are totally aesthetically and totally different from her understanding of humanity to this point, right. and she, like, ad- like adopts, like... I almost would rather just have a whole season where you get to have some breath and explain well, almost these like things. a spin-off. That's sort of the weird thing, maybe yeah. with the yeah. other numbers. It's just to have one yeah. episode and just like at the point of the series that it is, I just have such an issue with it. Well, it's sort of the weird dichotomy between Netflix is in this weird gray area where it's between movies and TV. Yeah. So it's kind of like if you had a, if this was actually a weekly TV serial You'd have more time to develop these characters. You'd have more time, like, this season, Eleven leaves Indiana, and you yeah. get to know these people. We don't have that. We have this, like, nine-episode story arc. Right. Yeah. It's not a movie. It's a little too long for that. So you're kind of like, do I care about these people? No, not really. I think, but you kind of care about the sister. I think she's going to come back. I feel like a lot of these so seeds too. are being she's planted. She's going to come yeah. back. The idea that there might be other kids, that's going to come back. The idea that Papa's still alive, that's going to come maybe. back. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. Matt Modine's character is going to maybe come back. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. But, like, that's a motivation for Eleven's character. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I just, I think, you know, just to not ramble, I, I think that the execution on some of those, like, some of those things are, I'm like, listen, I don't I don't dislike it. And, like, you yeah. know, I, and like, that's, again, like, when I was talking to Burge, we were talking about changing things. Like he's like, oh, I, li- I he's like, I, I'm kind of like, I'm in favor of that episode. I like that episode. I'm just like, I can't. I just don't think the execution of it is that great because I do think it's loaded with great ideas. Right. Like I like the idea of like Eleven going to meet this entire band of weirdos, right. and she feels at home with these like, and like, what a better analogy than having like a bunch of punk kids right. yeah. be the weirdo. Like it's great. It's awesome. It's just like. Happens in the blink of an eye, in the middle of a season. That's not about these things, kind of at all, and it just—it's just a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. but it, it serves its purpose. It's to kind of like it does what it needs take to do. her out of her element, take her away from her friend group, give her a little um, power boost because she exactly kind of get her to, to channel stuff. her power. Yeah, ex- then push her back to her friends to mm-hmm. save the day. So I mean, it makes sense, but whether or not it actually is successful yeah. is what we're talking it's about. It's a long well, way to go to get her to increase her power and also show that she won't go to that length right. for revenge. But she's not going to yeah. kill. Right. But yeah. on the flip side, in season one, she killed a shitload of people. She kills she a did. ton and of she people. She says, she's like, I she made a ton I've of people killed. bleed from their eyes and die. So yeah. well, she's, she's like, almost like, cock. she's like, oh, oh, I've killed people. Yeah. Well, but maybe it's her realizing like, it's her growing up. I kill for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
It's also maybe her maturing and starting to learn right from wrong, finally. It's not a survival thing anymore, you know, it's revenge. That's the difference. I agree with you guys execution-wise. I think uh, it lacked a lot in the execution department, Mm -hmm. but I am pro this episode, and I'll tell you why. Please. I think it helped. Eleven was at a stage in the show, not necessarily power-wise, but she almost kind of felt like it was too late for her. Like, she was too fucked up. Like, Hopper's not letting her leave, do anything. Yeah. Yeah. She had met people. After and that those fight people scene. are already her ripped her. from her lives. And I think her seeing Callie and seeing how heartless Callie is and seeing, like, the progression of, like, well, you've been around people who are on the same page as you, but in a bad way because you're all teens or older teens, young adults yeah. who have all been wronged by society. The people that Eleven knows haven't been wronged by society. They're right. still, like, good they, and innocent at They heart. still have some hope exactly. in society. Well, if anything, like, yeah. the Hawkins community is, is strong. Right, right. You know, it's, it's there's, there's like, a weird small-town power that, that Stranger Things is at its core kind of about, you know? Absolutely. Where it's like, yeah, we can talk to the police chief and get him involved, and he'll right. go to the depths of actual upside-down hell to figure this thing out. Like, it's heartwarming in a way. And I liked that uh, this episode was the only episode of Stranger Things 2 that was directed by a woman. Oh, really? And I like... I didn't know that. And I like that this episode alone has a bunch of, like, strong females. Even the mom, who's kind of trapped. Like, when Eleven shows up and the lights are flickering... Yeah. And she was like, yeah, sometimes, the, like, the Aunt Becky It was like, yeah, sometimes the lights do that. I love that part. And she was like, yeah. no, she's trying to talk to me. She right. knows I'm here. Mama. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you that have That confidence the... is great to see in that character, too. I her, agree. For her to be like, no, I know what's going on. Exactly. Speaking of spies, did you guys get for a minute that Aunt Becky might was be evil? a spy? Yeah. I, I thought so. You know, I've read that, but I don't... Why do you guys think that? Just, I thought I just it got a that little vibe, bit. Like she was just hair. covering in a way that just seemed suspicious. Until she seemed genuinely interested yeah. and concerned about her sister. I was like, all right, now she's on the good side. But yeah, for a while I was like, well, why did Eleven get taken from her? Why, why didn't you guys fight for her? You mm-hmm. obviously took her to that hospital, like the facility, and let her have her child be ripped from her. Yeah, and right. yeah, I was a little concerned too. But There's a moment she's on the phone where I'm like, oh shit, is she selling out Eleven right now? I think she just doesn't know what to do. And she doesn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. It's I feel like, like it's another thing. Sean Astin, Bob Newby, where it's sort of like somebody who doesn't know what the hell's up. is right. just trying to help by actually doesn't contacting the police. Uh-huh. Yeah. Being like, hey, there's this she's, kid. She's doing what she thinks is right. Yeah, right. and it's not the best decision but yeah. right yeah yeah it's the but, same it's the same way where it's like you yell at that thing and you tell it to go away yeah like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call, no that didn't work at all i'm gonna call the science police and they'll probably That's sort this out boys, but not so much cosmic like evil yeah. <laughs> evil clown in a dream tell it to go away run, yeah. you should run away from that Shadow thing monster? and never no. sleep <laughs> just don't sleep ever again <laughs> but yeah i actually love that like you get like there's three women at the beginning 11 her mom and the aunt yeah. And then she travels. This is my problem with the episode. How did she get to Chicago? That makes no sense to me. She has no oh, money. Back from Chicago. The, did she get her money? The nice the man. The nice man in the truck drove Helped her for her. Right, but she gets on a bus to go home? Yeah, she gets like, on like how a Greyhound. she for that? Thievery? What is she doing? Who knows? Uh, maybe she just broke someone's neck. She's just Probably. Like, she's like, well, I wasn't going to kill the guy who wronged Snapping me, but like, bones. you seem like a loner, so. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Or she could just teleport a wallet. I need 50 bucks to get on this bus, so... Thanks. I know. Annoying woman speaking to her on the bus. Yeah. Nope. 
Bye. Done. Turns out I am evil. But yeah, once she gets to Chicago too, it's like a gang of mostly women, except for the Mohawk dude and the muscle of the group. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who the muscle of the group seems genuine and nice, and I want to get to know him. He's a teddy bear. Yeah. Uh, I want to get the to Mohawk know guy. All of them. That's yeah. the problem. In, it's like in a the, greater context, they yeah. come across as so two dimensional because it's like they're gone now. You're yeah. not going to see them until maybe next year. Yeah, so I definitely liked elements of that episode, yeah. for sure. I liked, like, the female strength in that episode, but the logistics of it yeah. really toyed with me. I loved seeing Kali, like, brainwash all of the cops coming to raid their their hangout. I'm like, they're I love all standing her, there. Her power is cool. Her power is so cool. Yeah. I want to see more of it, and hopefully we do. I yeah. like the but idea that they don't all have the same power. So, I like, that like too. knowing, mm-hmm. okay, there's obviously other kids, so what the hell We're do those kids have power? I mean, in? I would and... imagine that in season three, they might need some help of some powerful children. Right. And we, there might be six or seven others. Avengers Assemble. Yeah, yeah, at least exactly. ten. At least ten, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that'll be awesome. I can do that. Heath kept thinking, like, oh, gosh, when's Callie and the group going to come and help them out? <laughs> and I was like, I mean, oh, Heath, too soon, too yeah, soon. Season three. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, season three. it's yeah. potential. <laughs> it's like when you saw that preview for the season two, you are kind of like, oh, this van's rolling up. Maybe they are going to show up in Hawkins, but that doesn't actually happen. So right. maybe, maybe Callie will come around. But I it still was really struck by the idea that, like, she's not good, at least not yet. Like, she... Is like okay if you want to spare the life of this guy, that's fine, but don't take my chance at murdering people if I want to. Oh yeah, you know she's like fuck off if I want to have revenge. Which is to also totally yeah. fair. Yeah, oh of yeah. course, but it's like whoosh. If, 11, if eleven killed that person, it's kind, of, it's like because we know like the depths of how fucked up her upbringing was. So it's like if she killed that guy, it's like, well, not really that upset about it, but she did it because. Or the moral imperative. Right. Um, which is good. But, but I think it's important that she chose not to. It is. Imp- oh, the choice, the yeah. choice is important. Yeah. But like, you know, for for number eight to kind of be like, I always say that because I, I like that name more. For number eight to be like, <laughs> uh, to be like, I- I'm going to do what the fuck no, I I'm want. I'm going to do it. Yeah. So yeah. Like, just like, don't get in my way. It's, well, I she's like, also I like older that too. and she's been functioning on her own longer. Is so she older like, though? I think yes. she's supposed to be. Because when you see them as kids, they older. seem like the same I agree. age. The, but maybe the kid casting was I think really she's poor. supposed to be slightly older. Because she's number oh. eight. Oh, I guess that makes 11's sense. Eleven's number eleven. But I still think you... eleven is a bigger number than eight. So. <laughs> yes. Later in the experimentation yeah. process. I my <laughs> only thing is they could have gotten all these moms at the same time True. and then tested all these different powers Serious. all yeah. at the same time. Um, but then Logan. We, yeah. we all get how it works. But the also, thing is, time, the, time out, time please. out. Who's Papa? Who's really Papa? Oh, you think there might have been multiple Papas? No, but like, process? is Papa who's Eleven's the, dad? Or the, is it like uh, just some random genetic, dude? Who's genetic Papa? Papa yeah, is, who's genetic Papa? Oh, yeah. I think they're Papa. all. Yeah, not, not Papa. Papa is not genetic. See, not I don't think that Papa. either, but I've read some articles that, that were like, yeah, he's the dad. And I'm like, I don't know. 
wrong about that. No, I disagree. I disagree. All right, okay, good. All right, I like that. Well, I mean, like, we'll see. I mean, it's possible, but still, I don't like it. The jury's out, but I would imagine that's not the case. Okay. I don't think so. All I right. feel like the, the baby was tampered with post-coitus, so the, the dad... Yes. <laughs> well, that, okay, listen. What I'm saying is... Vocabulary. I agree. I think that it's, it's indifferent who the mom or dad is. It's what they do during the pregnancy process is what creates the power. I agree. I see. Yeah. I agree. I see. I was actually, I think, uh, the most disappointed. <laughs> I might be alone in this. Science. But when they do those flashbacks yes. to 8 and 11 in the Rainbow Room, I saw, like, a young black girl. And then Kali seems Indian. more Indian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was I a think it's strange to me. I think it's supposed to be a young Indian girl. You think so? Either yeah, I think it's in meant the to be. Room? I think it's meant to be. Okay. The newspaper article is like Indian girl. Oh, is that what it said? London. It said like taken from London, which oh, would make okay. more sense. Her ex, she has a London or a British yeah, accent. British. Yeah. I think <laughs> the actress is like. <laughs> hey, you know. There is a such thing as a London accent. Oh, for sure. British like accent, a dialect. So, yeah. For sure. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Right. Yeah, it's like Cockney, London. Like, there are a bunch of different British dialects. There's multiple dialects within London. That's, exactly. That's another. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, I don't agree with you. I know what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> it, is, it is a true thing that you, you were saying. You seem to be bringing up a very good opinion. Salient point. <laughs> I agree with it. So, yeah, uh, that, that episode, episode seven, yeah, is kind of a hit and miss. We like certain things. We dislike certain things. Yeah. I think it just breaks the pacing. Like I said, I think if, yeah. they, if they put those scenes in earlier and let them breathe a little more, mm-hmm. I just think we'd have a totally different opinion. And I think that's an editing room thing. And then mm-hmm. only have it be eight episodes, not have it be nine. But, yeah. But, you know, it, it, that's not what we got. That's totally, totally fine. And it, it did give Eleven the justification she needed to come back as a fucking badass. And yeah. that's cool to see. I think where yeah. it is in the sequence is definitely a little jarring. A little too yeah. late, maybe. But I understand the motivation for the episode, and mm-hmm. I think that they're trying to plant some seeds for stuff that would come in a season three, for sure. That that episode alone is, like, the biggest... Because we talked a lot... I mean, I mentioned, too, we talked a lot about how this seems to be a lot of setup for what season three is going to be. Definitely. And that episode yeah. is the most just, like... You might see Mr. Mohawk again. Right. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Unpopular opinion. Yeah, I wish they would have focused less on Dart and maybe bumped that episode up a few episodes. Totally agreed. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 I think it would have worked better overall. Yeah. In the course of... I mean, the the Dart subplot didn't work for me because, like... That's clearly a fucking Demogorgon. Right. Come on, Dustin. Like, how dumb are you? I get it. It's kind of like the Dart subplot works for a younger audience a little bit Probably. sort of like yeah. watching a gremlin type movie or I mean, that's what they're going like for, they're going yeah. for a creature like dustin's not getting the girl so let's throw him a little creature friend for his sub story right. and it's it doesn't quite work for the older audience as much it's like what jack said it's really fun and i think that's the thing about the dustin steve pairing like it's a load. Love it. It's a load of fun, but in terms of like character arcs and change, do you guys really... talk about the, the railroad scene? Not yet. While I'm what I was. While you were journaling, <laughs> no, we were waiting for you. Um, yeah, we hold off. Just that whole that whole scene with the two of them just walking down the the railroad tracks. I love and it. Having a genuine conversation that maybe like a sixteen year old would have with a thirteen year old. Yeah. That older brother vibe. That older great. brother. Like, I love oh, the you know, older brother. Good babysitter vibe. Like, totally misguided in a the way that a 16, 16, 17 year old boy might have an impression. In of a brotherly way, like talking to women. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. It's but it's so it's just sweet 
In but I way. love the call it like you see it. Like he's like, oh, okay, you kept the fucking Demogorgon because you were trying to impress a girl. Yes. And he's like, oh, well, that's, you know, like boiling it down to the most basis point. But yeah. it's yeah. so true. And then, you know, being like, all right, you just got to pretend like you I don't care. I love like a time jump. And then you see Dustin's and Steve's relationship and how it had evolved or devolved. And like Steve becoming like the surrogate older brother to, to Dustin in a way. Or the father figure, even. I can tell you, there is no chance in Frosty Hell that you're going to get a time jump because they are going to continue to employ those child actors because they're great. great. Oh, absolutely. I know. No way. I kind of like, you're at this weird junction where earlier in the season, it's like, redeemed Steve. So Steve totally redeems himself by the end of season one. Absolutely. And people are like, all right, I get it. I get why Nancy's still with him. You know, it's fine. And then beginning of season two it's like steve's still kind of a fuckwit a little bit (laughs) well asking nancy to edit his papers or when you know ask for some feedback he's a little bit lost he's trying to apply for college he's he's kind of but he might not but he might not he's kind of like i could just work for my dad and hang out in town and be with you and you're kind of like that's not quite gonna work out is it i think they really communicate like the staleness of a high school relationship super well yeah in a very good way very way because it's like you know the thing is like listen maybe we have high school listeners right now and they're in love and you won't be in like six months and it's fine (laughs) or you might be and then you wait another six months months and then it's over (laughs) Over. or if you get married to your high school sweetheart apparently that lasts longer than any marriage that you have with somebody you meet later it's called because to the bit well, apparently, because then you both change together. I don't know, but I mean, I'm yeah. not married to my high school sweetheart. He's married to somebody else. So there you uh, go. agreed. So my high school sweetheart is married to someone else and has a child with someone else. We're all, I'm okay with that. Your, your story screen uh, podcast is all a little fucked up. There you <laughs> go. Em- emotionally. Amen. <laughs> but um, well, with Steve the, too, we just don't really know, and we'll get back to your point right yeah. in a in a quick second. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have definitely seen a lot more of the families of people that we didn't get to see families of, whether it was Dustin or Lucas. We get to see more of their family dynamic this time around. Yeah. But Steve, we're still kind of like left in the dark. Like, are you an only child? I'm assuming he's an only child. It's weird because we, we see sure. Billy and, Ma- and Max's character no. parents. He's like, his dad works at a company in Hawkins, and he might also end up working in that same company. Who knows? I mean, maybe his family's like so generic, it doesn't matter. Right. Can't right. imagine that'd be totally the case, but we'll see. Right, right, right. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, I, I just think that, like, um, it just captures the idea of, like, all kind of high school relationships have a cliche kind of bowling point where it's just like, are we... We're, we're going to go separate ways, right? Because, like, we've only matured to this point and we're saying I love you. And we don't like actually not... have anything in common. Yeah, and, like, this doesn't work. We just kind of, I like... I also didn't realize that Steve and Nancy weren't the same age. So, kind of... It's I kind didn't realize that. I... She's it's a junior and he's a senior? Yeah, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of nice to have her be a year younger and Jonathan's the same year as her. So, it's kind of, like... They have an, even more in common. An unintentional mm-hmm. staggering of... Steve should be moving on whether or not he's going to yeah you know is we'll see but mm-hmm. and then how is he going to move on now he's kind of like had this experience with the kids where he's feeling like is would he maybe take that and want to become a teacher would he want to become a police officer or like what the hell does he think he's good at I mean he's I slightly that. athletic but like He's sort of like a weird father figure role model kind of, to these to, kids. At least like, older brother. Yeah, older brother. Like, mentor. how is he going to take that and what he is he going to do with it? He could definitely be a young hopper. 
Like young that. Hopper. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, the it's, fucking, it's path, you know? the young hipster police officer that he has already. It's like, <laughs> what does that guy do? And he's doing fucking nothing. Hipster just, or just mustache? He's just, What's like, looking at He's just poking <laughs> around the pumpkin patch with the other guy, yeah. and they're not really doing anything, because they don't want to be out after dark. So, yeah. you know. I, I think this season, though, this Steve that we get in this season recontextualizes Steve from season one in that mm-hmm. Steve in season one is kind of an asshole, but he's an asshole in the way like a 17 year old boy is just kind of misguided. He's, he's a good very, guy. Totally. He's very like, short-sighted. well-intentioned, yes. yeah. but just kind of an idiot in the way that you are Jealous. when you're, when you're yeah. a high school boy. Totally. Like, you're just dumb at that point. You just don't have the life experience to actually yeah. make sound decisions. Right. And I think we're seeing him learn through the experience that he had in season one because even by the end of season one he's sort of come around to being like that wake-up call of like when barb dies at the party and he is with the other uh his friends his kind of drunk friends in season one he kind of has comes around even then to that realization like this is some real shit we're dealing with and this is not like a joke anymore and this kind of matters and then season two is elaborating on that and Steve coming into his own realizing like, and even like his early interactions with Nancy at the party where he still is kind of, you know, he, he just doesn't really seem to be that sure of himself. And when Nancy gets drunk and he's trying to be like, you know, maybe you should not have, you know, like I just want to be a teenager and I want to just live my life. And I kind of want to enjoy myself. And then Nancy throws that back in his face with the whole, when she gets really drunk. And I says love like, that scene. Oh, can we I just be teenagers it. and yeah. get fucked up and it's not so worry real. about this stuff. And Steve is just kind of like, you know. He also feels he, very pigeonholed by like the contract that he signed. And he was like, we really can't do anything about it. Yeah, We're exactly. children, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, that's I love also the, his wake up call. The sequence Again, of being yeah. like pretending to be in love or like, yeah. I, that scene with him after he's playing back basketball and he's in the alleyway with nancy after they have that that scene where mm-hmm. he's just like like you don't do you actually want? love me yeah. like can we just address this directly right. and then they move on from there calling her on it that is really i think a lot of character growth for steve in this and season where he's starting to mature and you're seeing him mature and part of the maturing of the is is going away from nancy right right um which and i think is well, you no, guys were talking about point. that you had some problems with Nancy. Well, I was going to flip that and yeah, say, I was, by I was contrast, gonna... I want to hear Nancy about that. Nancy does not have that growth at all. Neither does Jonathan. I, and I think no? Nancy and Jonathan, Jonathan, A, they don't have any chemistry whatsoever. Oh, in this season? So? No. As friends. Because they're, they're dating in real life. Which I is actually like a thought whole in, other thing. I actually uh, thought in really... season one they have a lot of chemistry. In season one they when have a lot of chemistry. When they're not together. Yeah. In season two when they I feel like it together, was a little too forced in this season. They have well, chemistry because they're really good at, at chasing mysteries. Sure. And then the mystery they're chasing in this one are the... <laughs> they're more like the Hardy Boys than like actually... Yeah, dancers. like they're good buds. <laughs> no, I, I really feel like in season one they have some strong chemistry. I agree. I agree. They I have agree. some experiences that they go through together where they're building these bonds and then mm-hmm. they're a little bit like, okay, she ends up with Steve, that's fine, but they still have a little something. But yeah, it felt like, okay, all of a sudden we're going to let them get together. What? I think that that is at the fault of... The, the writers for Jonathan because I think Jonathan is a very interesting character in he the first nothing season to do. and in the second yeah. in Sandra Things 2 Jonathan is so underwritten and so so under motivated yeah because he doesn't have a he has a the brother to chase on after his character right part of yeah. the thing I like about Jonathan and I know from just like 
some reading some random stuff too is like so like steve is trying to figure himself out he's like i don't know where i'm going i don't know quite who i am i don't know who i am to nancy like jonathan at least like knows who he is he's not like He's awkward sauce, but he owns it. Like, he's just like, yeah. When I she's, like my music. Yeah, when I she's like, oh, this. you're probably going to stay home and listen to Talking Heads and read some Vonnegut. He's like, that sounds like a good night. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Like, you're like, yes. I like Jonathan, and I would hang out with him. It's like and Will, too. Like, he's Will's like, like, I like drama, weird shit. Right. And I like... And, and it's like some people are like, why are you drawing like Wizards of Fireball? It's like, right. I don't give a fuck. Like, that's what I like to do. Like, and that's like a great exchange between him and his brother when he's yeah. like, yeah, you are a freak. We're all freaks. Own it. Yeah. No one wants to not be a freak. Like, Bowie's a freak. Like, he's naming all these awesome he icons. This guy. He's like, why would you want to be that person? And then, uh, unfortunately, our boy, you know, Samwise dad, Bod, Sean Aston walks in and is like, yeah, Mr. Mom, I like, you know, whatever <laughs> singer too. And you're like, oh no. You're the but, worst. I love you. Don't but die. I love Don't you. Die. Yeah, but they're both, they both kind of chuckle because they're like, ah, eh, he's so square, but we like him because he's nice. You know? He's like us. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, he, he's, he's an outsider. He's an outsider. Exactly. He, he, he founded found AV Club. Good. It totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a nerd. So. Um, I think it's good to. There's a lot to talk about the Nancy and Jonathan dynamic because I feel yeah, like we I was all, disappointed. We're all dancing around it by just being like, we don't really like it. I yes. wanted them to get together, but I was disappointed when it happened. How it happened. Yeah. I was disappointed how it happened. It made me dude's nuts. House. Well, how Murray. You, well, how do he you guys? He was dissatisfying. Did you guys, guys see Joshy? Did anyone yeah. see Joshy? No, I hear it's really good. Joshy's so good. Joshy was great, but like. Brett Gelman, right? Brett Gelman. Brett Gelman. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Murray. crazy person. He's such a crazo, and I have like a weird love-hate relationship to him where I like him, but he's, great he's in the so... Other guys. He's so himself. Yeah, the other yeah, guy. He's he, the same character. He's the same, like, yeah. And he's so, like, I was sort of like, oh, this takes me out of Stranger Things because I know him from other stuff. See, I wish they picked someone random I, that I didn't know. I really like his character. Because I think his character acting really lent itself super well to this paranoid I just part like, of me was journalist, like I didn't know, you know him. Or like a uh, beat it's, journalist. It's, you know? There's just a little bit of a disconnect there between him being like that really cool conspiracy theory like out there sort of character actor and also totally. being like hey kids get drunk and fuck in my house. Yeah. That, and like, that's, that's not, really cool. It's not cool. It's just the it's like the just forcing this thing. And yeah. Like, and like I get it. Justice for Barb. And like I get it. If they don't do anything about Barb when we get to season three and still nothing's done about Nancy's it, it's gonna be catatonic. It's, it's just super She's weird. And, and well, do. just the audience is gonna be like, so does no one give a shit? And then right. like, why isn't it? It's like I get that they have to. It's the take elephant in the room. They have to take care of it. The thing is, Nancy and Jonathan have zero growth. I mean, you think so? I think their characters don't it's change it's at forced. all. They have their bang sesh, but like, I think Nancy changes to a degree, and then when I she and Jonathan she, are getting together. That stunts everything. See, I think she changes, like, I think Steve's well, arc happens earlier like in the Mike. season. Yeah. Like, you know, in the Jonathan's sense really one tone. Jonathan's kind of plateaued yeah. out. He's yeah. sort of like, I'm still the de facto dad caregiver where I'm watching out for my mom and Will. Mm-hmm. I think, I think. I Nancy's kind of PTSD like Mike. Yeah. In like a less aggressive way like she's still just like Meh. i can see but nancy even less sympathetic than mike yeah, I, agree I agree with you agree. yeah i agree with you i can see jonathan in the future maybe become a character who like goes to see... nyu and leaves 
Uh, and then we just never see him again. I was going to say and purchase. And it's great. Yeah. Oh, fair. Yeah. He goes to SUNY He'll purchase. He'll be very popular at SUNY Purchase. He becomes, yeah. TV, yeah, he becomes a screenwriter. He goes to Tish. He does, uh, he does a story screen podcast. I think it would have been much more... Hudson Valley. Much more interesting if maybe instead of the scene of Jonathan and Nancy getting together, instead of, like, going to Murray's house with a vehicle to get Nancy and Jonathan... Bumpin' uglies. Okay. On on the bed and not the sofa. The pull out. The pull out. <laughs> that joke. Holy oh. shit. So grimy. <laughs> He's Gross. disgusting. I think it would have been better for this uh, progression of the story if when Jonathan was there, he was like, oh, I'm kind of maybe kind of like a Murray because like, I take photos of everything. Oh, interested okay. in what's going on mm-hmm. if maybe yeah. that like sparked his interest of like being com- becoming but in a reality Nancy more. was more the Murray she was more I, weird I, was gonna say, was. I think I she could totally see Nancy was. she was more the weird more... sleuth conspiracy well, theorist well, Jonathan's she's like, like carrying so, like, in the a tape, tape right know, like, totally she's the one who like rigged it yeah, yeah I feel like I could see her I mean maybe they could both become like some weird power See, this is the direction I like. Like, deep they, throat issues. Yeah, where it's like, <laughs> he's the photography guy, and she's, like, the kind of, like, gets in there and, like, right. does the thing. Because I feel like, that'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But their whole the love arc gag don't, don't go deep throat on this. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you, you, we talked about how you watched a couple of episodes of those Beyond Stranger Things. Did I you did. watch any where they had... I watched all of them. Jonathan's character? Yes. I found it so unnerving that he was British. I, I also, I did not know. <laughs> yeah. It shouldn't matter, but his no accent is like really nasal and mm-hmm. crazy. I kind of like his accent. No, good for him. No but... wonder him and Nancy in real life are working out. But I was just like, what is happening? No, I also read something to just like take us out really quickly that he's British. Uh, he recently he, got deported yeah, because he was found cocaine. Good job, bud. With Charlie Heaton, and now he, now it's like, can they do Stranger Things with John? Oh, they he'll will. Be fine. Yeah, he's an probably actor. a fractional <laughs> amount. He could like right. trace amounts in his bag. But that really he, took he, me he, out too. He and Rose McGowan will bust out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but no. uh... Yeah, those Beyond Stranger Things actually kind of made me more uncomfortable than anything watching that series. You didn't like them? I, There's a I lot of controversy like out of that, too, with the scene with Max and Lucas kissing. Oh, wow, really? Thing. I think that came up during the it was. Beyond Stranger Things, and the oh. media grabbed onto that. Like, this was something that was kind of forced between the two Ooh, of them. I haven't heard anything about yeah. that. But... Yeah, so apparently, uh, of course, Eleven and Mike were always going to kiss. And they shot the snowball for two days. Apparently, so the first day. No, apparently in the beginning they weren't gonna kiss. Oh, really? For my like, eleven, she was just gonna like put her head on his shoulder, and then she was like, "I think they should kiss," and they wrote it they in. They don't need oh. to kiss. They're thirteen. They're yeah, thirteen. Like, a little like just slow. Well, I mean, I mean, it happened nice. in the first season. It was very chase. It was very like peck <sighs> on the. That's true. Lips, quick. That's true. It is what it is. I like the snowball scene because it makes my heart warm because children are happy. I I liked it too. I never did when I was. I didn't think Lucas. (laughs) I didn't think Lucas and Max needed to kiss, but I also that was forced. That was yeah. It was kind Uh, of like literally forced. Literally forced, but even like uh, like they were joking about it. They were like, "Oh yeah." What did you guys think about the Dustin sequence? Like, I loved Steve dropping Dustin off for the dance. That solidifies their helping him. Yeah. So totally, yeah. like Big Brother, 
dropping you off, and then giving Nancy you being his like dance, I surrogate like it's great, hot it's, girl. I mean, yeah, that makes it fantastic. a lot more real that he didn't actually get a real dance with some random girl that he mm-hmm. asked out, like that he got shut down. Like that's a lot more real, but, he, it's, but it's so painful. To it's watch. so yeah. cool. I loved it because it's it's it also speaks to like Steve, like Steve and Nancy haven't really talked at all. Sure, and then mm-hmm. Steve gifts. Dustin with this beautiful head of hair shape. And then she kind of gets the affections of Nancy. You know, it's... Oh, because of Steve. Because of Steve, yeah. yeah. It's cool. Yeah. She's kind of like, oh, you're always my favorite yeah. of my brother's it's friends. Not, I'm not, it's not yeah. a direct causality, but it's like, it's there a little bit. I've it's seen a little Steve, bit of Steve in you. Yeah. Yeah. Steve imparts the confidence onto yes. Dustin that he was lacking, and I think that's... And then Nancy realized that she loves 13-year-olds. So oh, <laughs> ah! No! <laughs> yeah, going back to that scene where Steve is coaching Dustin on how to do his hair. It's so it's great. So I love so that. So good. I love what the train it? tracks. Um, Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett. That's yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some other product that he tells him to use mm-hmm. to wash his hair or put in and then three sprays of the Farrah Fawcett spray. Uh-huh. Really I good. love I it. I love it. Aww. I feel like Steve's hair could be its own character. And maybe it. it will be. It's it will just be. has a mind of its own. It's its yeah. own. It's its own time the dog. Mind flare. Watch out for the hair flare. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So we've been kind of uh, skirting around this a little bit throughout this entire podcast. Uh, do we have any Season 3 or Stranger Things 3 uh, predictions going into the next season? I feel like I kind of laid mine out. Yeah. This the season it's gonna two be about the was them dealing, dealing with trauma, dealing with their own things, being very much divided as a group, mm-hmm. growing, becoming more confident in themselves, becoming stronger on their own, but also realizing their weaknesses on their own. And then season three, they're all together at the snowball dance. They're all kind of have come to terms with a lot of the trauma that they experienced in season one and moved past it and recognize their own strengths um and i think season three will be them as a more cohesive unit which i think is probably a a, my personal problem with season two was you need that growth for sure but you really want to see them together as a group having the divide for so long it's just like having 11 be away from the group for so much of the season i think Really, like I didn't really it's expect that her to middle... be gone for that many episodes. Yeah. I thought she'd be gone for some. It's interesting not... they she bring her back, they bring her back so so yeah, quickly, right but she's end. still separated from right. them for the majority of the season. And I think we just go we back into season three mm-hmm. in our Stranger Things one part. We we set we didn't predict that she'd come back so soon, but we were right. like, we don't back. think she's going to link up with everybody yeah. until late. We right. did we did yeah mention that. So I think season three triumphant return they're all back together they are more they're stronger as a friend group i think you'll get some some scenes with them all playing dungeons and dragons or some sort of game together you're gonna have Max some scenes with 11, 11 actually trying to go to school i think so that would yeah. be lovely I think that would be her the trying to function in society well it would have them. to take place a year later and i think that's yeah. when the doctor said she could kind of re-enter society. Right. Right. She's going to have to like not get pissed and kill somebody when something yeah. bad happens. And I, I think the the upside down is going to come back again in season three and I think they're going to be more ready for it this time. Yeah, that'd be cool. And that'll be really fun. And before anyone says anything else, I apologize. I don't know. Did we fully flesh out what we wanted to say about Eleven and Hopper? Did we get to everything? 
I just want to. I just want to say. I think Hopper is like still my favorite character in the show. Dad bod. Yeah, yeah I love Dad bod because I am also not Dad bod. Dad, I also have a Dad bod. Have you seen that guy? He is. Oh, not dad he's anymore. new Hellboy. He's just Hellboy. He's just Hellboy. I saw pictures. He's yes. Hellbod now. Hellbod. 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 <laughs> Dad, but um, sorry, Jack, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's cool. It's cool. I, I forgot to go I back love, to this. I, I, I wasn't excited about a Hellboy remake until that was announced. I, I know we guys. talked about that before. <laughs> right after Stranger Things. <laughs> you, should, you should have seen these yeah. movies. They no, were just I, like, oh, that's spicy. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to say, uh, I think, because Robbie, you said that Hopper is your favorite written he's character. Like, he, I think he's the best written character in the show. I agree. I really think that. On that one. And I sure. think. Steve is the best written character Ooh, for the show. For season good. two or just overall? Overall. Really? Overall. Uh, and only because like season though. two. Yeah. You need the arc. You yeah. do. Yeah. I think I was uh, a little disappointed. I think it was in the last episode when Hopper was having the conversation with Eleven in the vehicle on the way to the mission. Mm-hmm. And he was telling her about his daughter. I thought the writing... And that was the first it was instance very of her hearing about it, right? Yeah. yeah. And I understood why he spoke in such grand ways about his daughter saying she's lost not dead yeah uh and eleven seems to understand she gets means. it yeah. uh but i think the the cinematography the editing the whole arc of those last two episodes is fantastic oh yeah but i really thought the writing was a little lackluster uh, okay and maybe hopefully that will be improved on in this next season yeah i think it's hard to to write a lot of action you know Mm -hmm. and like they're in the last few episodes they were doing and i've mentioned this on on many podcasts so if you listen to our shit i'm sorry for bringing it up again but uh like when you a really great action scene or like some of the really great action scenes in like cinematography like history like a star wars return of the jedi is one where you have action happening on three planes you have Darth Vader and the Emperor fighting on the Death Star. You have the Rebels fighting against the Empire in space trying to attack the Death Star. And then you have the ground forces on Endor fighting. And it's all intercutted together. And you see that in Rogue One. Very, I won't go into too much detail because it's like pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this, it, like I loved in the last episode, you have the three planes of action where they're in the tunnels. They're trying to close the gate. And... What's there's another place where there's like action happening at the lab, or at the lab, <gasps> I believe. Or you, you yeah, guys, when Bob dies. That's in I think that's in the episode before, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, just like all that interplay. Oh, in the cabin. Yeah, like, yeah, in the cabin. Essentially, exactly. the will. Yeah, the, the so close yeah. the gate. Yeah. the Steve and the kids, yeah. and then Eleven and Pop. It's yeah. super Star Wars, and and like yeah. other movies do this too. Sure. Um, but like it's really it's just. They the do it so well, like mm-hmm. the three points of action. Yeah, the last couple episodes were really solid. They like yeah. I can't discern between the two to be honest. Well, because like, it's really like one. one thousand. Yeah. I watched them as I watched those two. I, Together. I, I yeah, you can't I not watch them back to back. I ended at season or episode seven. Yes. And before going into eight, I was like, I need to set aside the two hours to watch these two back to back because I yeah. knew yeah those two were going to be kind of a more cohesive. And the Duffers. Yeah. Uh, wrote and directed the first two and then they wrote and directed the last, the last two. That's that good. makes sense. Really good bookends. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Definitely, for sure. But yeah, Robbie, uh, predictions? or I, I have more of a question to poise. Oh, sure. Um, because I do think I got a lot of my predictions kind of out, out there, there as well that I can think of and maybe this will start a whole other round of discussion. But So with the gate being closed, how do we, what do we think will be the upside down breaking back into 
the the actual world. Like, what do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be the recognition of these other numbers out there. We've seen 8, we've seen 11. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything yet about the other numbers involved. I think maybe trying to find all of those different tr- different children out in the world might cause something to happen. Like, getting all of their powers together, getting them all discussing things, mm-hmm. and figuring out, like, well, you can't speak because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And you have been in a mental institution for however many years. Like, they might all be in very different planes, and to get them all cognizant and in the realm of the living, essentially, might reopen something that had been closed. Mm -hmm. I can buy that. I I think that would be cool. I think it would be cool. I think we know that it takes, like, a large concentration of energy to open a gate. Enough so where, like... We'll make your magnets go all wild. Like that's that's what we remember from season one, right? That's if I'm yeah. remembering that correctly. Yeah, yeah it's right. like switch the magnetic. Pulse. Basically, you have yeah. to like concentrate a large amount of energy, and that will make a d- uh, dimensional kind of rift. Right. So, uh, well, yeah. What do you guys kind of think about that? I could see something going on with Eleven pursuing her mother, mm-hmm. and it being an accidental. Reopening because Eleven seems so interconnected deeply with the Upside Down, kind of more so what you were talking about with the other the other experiments. But I could see it being Eleven trying to tap Save into something deeper, deeper, and saving her mom. Could also see it just being I don't know another it, another energy thing happening. The mind flare could make the energy pulse on the other side. I don't know. Well, like you, something. I mean, you I have could the... see being a lot more lazy and just like <laughs> another gate just opens up. Well, of. you have the like the big gate that Eleven unintentionally opened, but then, then you have these like little guys. yeah, you have the little guys yeah. like in this in the middle school uh-huh. that the Demogorgon came through the wall, which is how Eleven came back. Or you have in the tree where Nancy kind of slipped yep. through and then yeah. came back in. So how are those created versus the big door? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't really explain that. Like, if no. you close the big door, does that close the other little door? Not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. It's not... Again, like, the rules are purposely left ambiguous. Right, it's, right. It's yeah. and very dairy, like, yeah. main. Yes. And yeah. Very, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very Stephen King. Like, yes. Like, yeah. it's Stephen King. Well, it's, we also have this, like, you know whether or not they'll continue it, but we have this weird connection between Will and this other being. Oh, they're, yeah. They're the Mind Hunter. Connected. So it's kind of, you know, Harry Potter, Voldemort-esque. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, Definitely. like, little being cool. within you, being alive. Like, how's that going to work out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'd imagine you know, Will's is that going to continue? Is Will going to feel connected? Someone. Is he going to know what's going on? Is he going to feel something happening? Is he going to have any residual power? You know, I mean, what was right. his like RPG power? He had uh, he's a wizard. shadow sight, or or he's true a wizard. Yeah. True, true sight. sight. Is he the so. mage though? He's a Will, mage. Will's no, mage. I thought I thought eleven was the mage. eleven was the mage. Eleven was the mage because yeah. she has the actual like Will the wise. Will the wise. wise. Yeah. So like you know you have eleven who her powers can like affect the physical world, and then you know, eleven being the most like recent experiment. It, this is how I was kind of reading it where. You had a character, like, number eight, an uh, earlier experiment, could affect the way you see the world and, like, your mind, right. but couldn't really affect the physical plane. Right. Whereas 11, as the later experiment, could literally interact with physical space. Yeah, what So is that, like, the pinnacle of, like, her power? And, like, you know, none of the rules are stated, but I, I almost imagine, like, maybe the earlier experiments, like, 
can't, like, are, are they just like, wow, we have these powers, but we can't actually, like, to move a thing with our mind, no, to influence or to affect the mind to some other ability, you know? Right, right. But they all seem to bridge from the, this idea of, like, telepathy. Right. So. And being able to spy. Because that's the purpose at Very that point. Very MKUltra. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For and, sure. And yeah, we still have Dustin being down there in the tunnels and getting yeah. hopped on. Getting sprayed. And right. Totally he knows the thing. repercussions of what that... He, like, he's like, ah, oh, it's in my mouth, it's in my mouth. Oh, and, no, it's, cool. and, it, and it's funny <laughs> and it's jokey, but like... You never know. Yeah, and like, you know, I really do think the the lab gave Hopper something to, to purge it out of him. So he's all for all intents, all intents and purposes, good. But like that thing did a number on him. Like he like he like was like out and like he whole. was down there. He for was quite da- a while. He, they didn't have strength to get up, and Dustin like kind of brushed it off a little bit. But it's I kind of like being in the coal mines. Down yeah. There. Oh, for right, sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like directing allegory for that. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that could have been a ruse as well. Dustin yeah. might really be fine, but it might be like a red herring to make you wonder, sure. like. Yeah. I feel like it was on purpose, though. It was placed yeah. to they make spend us a good amount of time uncomfortable, on it, yeah. or like, at least pose that question. Yeah, for right, sure. Right. I yeah. think that I think the mind flare is going to be able to like create the because I think like the upside down or the mind flare because the mind flare is the mind of this world. I think it can grow more powerful. And I think it can maybe have similar abilities to Eleven and the crew, and I think that I think that creature will create a kind of like fusion of energy to open a gate and then force its way through it or oh, yeah. use people's minds and use the gateway in the mind to kind of like come out that way. It's, it's interesting to see. Right. Especially if that mind flare can tap into the powers of all of the experiments yeah. and use that to find a way back into It's the clearly world. intelligent. Right. You know. Well, clearly wants out also. It yeah. does. Yeah. What would you conquer? guys like to see in a future season? Like would you see it as like a weird cognizant being like would it have any kind of voice or where to communicate I mean, with it, it has else, it has the ability to speak at least when it's like tapped into something that can speak yeah and it has the ability to like dive into the mind it's it's very it's so similar to dark tower sure it's so <laughs> yeah. similar in like very and, that it, knows, and part of that is books. probably on purpose oh yeah because there's yeah. like characters there's, there's so many references there's a moment where like characters will go into other characters minds and they're from different worlds and they're they can kind of go into the memories and like piece together like, I want to order a happy meal. This doesn't happen in the book. I want to order. They don't know what a happy meal is, but they can go into the mind of the person and be like, I want a hamburger and like piece together what like the colloquialism would be to like order that thing. Nice. So it seems that the mind flare can do something similar where it can go into the mind and be like, what is matriarchal power? Mom, what is this thing I'm looking for? This. And okay. like piece together. So yeah. it's, it's a it's an intelligent being to a certain extent, right? For sure, and it understands emotions. Right. I would just like to see some motivation, if anything. Like, yeah. Why yeah. Is this other world. Why is the motivation just to kind of bridge the two worlds? Right. What what's, what's why is any of this happening? Yeah. yeah. Would be cool. The why yeah. is definitely missing from the show. I think. Yeah. And I think uh, too. Just I don't really know what the Duffer Brothers are going to do next for Adians. 80s inspiration because mm. they seem very driven by that 80s trope. Of course. And where so can we go from dog. here? 
I mean, yeah, that's possible too. And we know Don't the Mind Flayer. Not yet. Not yet. There's still and more 80s to harvest. More 80s. Yeah. I'm going to show my true colors of not knowing necessarily what I'm talking about when it comes to this. But is it the thing that is frozen and it's like an expedition to unearth the thing? Is that that movie? It's yeah. Been redone yeah. That, no, yeah. No, you're yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. because you the, know, the Mind Flayer right. uh, likes it cold. So I wonder where they're going to take well, it from there. You also get a little yeah. bit of the True. thing with it taking over Will. Right. Yeah, and definitely. I think, right. I think if we're talking about maybe Dustin getting a little bit of that, like sure. the idea of the thing more so than anything is paranoia. Right. So especially if you see season three, them coming back together, a little paranoia is what invasion drives them of the apart. Body snatchers, be, yeah. yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. That could be an interesting take on it as well. We're going to like the tendrils of the Mind Flayer kind of grabbing breaking the band up again you know sure sure it's interesting well yeah i'm excited to see where the duffers go for, i'm gonna watch for, for sure stuff yeah who cares well cool cool i think we've said everything yeah. that we want to say at this point yep uh thank you listeners for tuning in to this episode of cathode raycast stranger things 2 uh we'll be back soon to talk about a bunch of other television shows and films and look forward to listening to uh, films of 2017 and Oscar predictions. Those are coming out coming fairly up. soon. Get to the end of the year. Yeah. yeah. You just got to see that Star Wars and see yeah. what's yes. going on there. See about that Star Wars. We've got a lot of articles for November on various movies or TV shows that people are thankful for. So you can check those out on storyscreenbeacon.com. Yeah. And please check us out. Uh, you can find podcasts there as well, articles and reviews. But thank you so much for listening. We will catch you on the Upside Down. <gasps> nice. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Gif from that. Did they like what movie is he in that he has to wear have a mustache? Did they like matter. CGI out that mustache? So true. Truer words not spoken. They CGI out his mustache. And it yeah. looks, it looks uh, bad. fucking weird. I saw a picture it's, of him. There's really parts weird. where it, like I was I think I said on the just like they like they make robot Princess Leia in Rogue One right. look better than yeah. his upper Fair. lip ever did in that movie. It's like his only I don't know. Yeah, only his upper It's lip. like never seen sun. In its life. It's just weird. It really, it just looks like bleached out. Well, you know, his character has been dead for a while. Right. Yes. I think the thing about Kryptonians is that the mustache skin (laughs) does deteriorate and die. The rest of the body cannot be broken down (laughs) by Half-Life. Well, you know, he grew the mustache. He went to Puerto Rico for like a couple months. He was hanging out. He was chilling on the beach. And and then when he got back, he shaved it off. So He got a little tan line. A little stash of tan line. A little farmer's mustache. Yeah. Superman needs to take vacations too, guys.